0: We are now recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and abe is on assignment but out now is a film podcast where amy and i normally discuss new movies new movies weekly however every now and then we like to have these special bonus episodes whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different and this is our commentary track for july 2023 and it's a big one because, as you might be aware, we've been doing Superhero Summer all summer long here in the summer of 2023. We talked about various superhero films. We started off with X2, X-Men United. We went into The Mask of Zorro. And now for its 2015. 15. Yeah, I was like, that didn't sound right. The segment, Not that so. old. Jesus. <laughs> the, for the 15th anniversary, we were talking Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight is blockbuster sequel to batman begins starring plenty of people that we'll talk about throughout this commentary track joining me to discuss all things related to the dark Knight this evening we have from why the blue and host of brandon peters show to find a podcast bandit he burned the whole forest down it's brandon peters
1: you can't see me but i am not wearing hockey pads
0: also joining us from the milky way blues he lived long enough to see himself become the villain it's Nancy burns hi hey guys what well, glad to be here especially tonight and joining us from the rap. He's not a monster. He's just ahead of the curve. It's Scott Mendelson. But Aaron, if you give yourself up, they'll never let us be together. <laughs> How are all of you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Very good. Good, yeah yeah we, we don't, this was fun to do because i had never actually seen this picture before I, yeah it's a little Either. talked about as i've said on the podcast many times we got <laughs> a lot a lot of high recommends a lot of people suggesting this one yeah um, we we got past nolan's his his uh studio mandated magic movie now he's doing one of his passion projects <laughs> <Dark Knight>. so, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. it's gonna is, be is so- that an illusionist movie can you make something similar in like six weeks yeah he really ba- he banged that one think out. I am <laughs> Scott. He banged that one out to, to bow to corporate pressure. <laughs> get in more magic movies, please, Mr. Nolan. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk about this with you guys. Um, so we're gonna get this started pretty much right away here. The plan is to talk about the Dark Knight. Uh, we have the film on mute but we have it paused five seconds in. Uh, I'm eventually gonna countdown from three and on the sound of go, we're all gonna press play to start talking over the movie. So if you plan to watch the Dark Knight and listen to us talk about it um that just set yourself up and you'll be you know press play when you need to if you're just listening to listen you're good to go you do what you need to do you ride in your bat pod and put your air pods in a lot of pods and uh you know get that going. you're fine yeah this is a long movie so i guess we should get started are we all ready
2: yep okay counting down three two one okay so the dark knight (laughs) <laughs> um hey
1: uh ken k-n-i-g-h-t yeah. <laughs> thank you for that
0: yeah it uh what a pun uh they went for that t- <laughs> um this is a big movie this is uh, there's a lot going on here we're gonna like right away it's gonna start uh with this giant shot that it, you know seeing this in theaters for the first time with an imax camera I, I, even if i think you're not in a a true imax although they had IMAXs at that point in 2008 I think they're
3: still the- uh, not in time no. for this one. It was yeah. basically just true IMAX. It was still just process. true IMAX. So anyone that like yeah. saw this they started movie- expanding a few months later.
0: So anyone that saw this movie for real back when it came out in two thousand eight, quite a way to open the film. Like it really right away establishes Nolan's like going big and going like. And we certainly knew about that. Like we knew he was using IMAX cameras, but getting like and we saw the opening in I Am Legend. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that was the they, they showed this whole opening prologue sequence in uh, in in I Am Legend to give you a taste of what was to come but still you know months of anticipation and we're going to talk about all this but leading into this and you finally see this thing it's like good lord this is a wildly great way to present a movie and we should have more like it fortunately we have We've been a lot like it since mm-hmm. then as far as delivering imax footage but let's start things off how we normally do even though there's already things to talk about with this opening sequence alone when did we all first see the dark Knight? obviously i think the answer is going to be opening night or whatever but any specific thing you want to talk about as far as that experience goes brand let's start with you
1: all right, well, uh, this opening sequence, Scott and I went and saw I Am Legend and IMAX. Um, and saw it. Uh I saw this midnight at the Arc not at the Cinerama Dome. Like could not get tickets into that. I mean, this place, I never saw the place so packed. Like this was the most hype movie in my time living in Los Angeles I ever saw. Like this it the halls were just crowded. At the arc light with every like there were tons, there were lots, there were plenty of celebrities there. Uh I sat next to the um gosh, I hate hate to call him the Asian fella from Mad TV, but I can't recall his name Bobby right Lee? now. But Bobby Lee, yeah. I sat he, my seat was right next to him. Um, but we were in the halls waiting uh for this at midnight, and uh everybody's favorite now, Jonah Hill, uh, was there and he was drunk or high off his ass or something in the halls, and everybody's like just look of like, I can't stand that guy. Like, cause he was being like riding being on people's bad. backs and stuff. Well, and then, so, uh, midnight. So here we are, uh, in the scene, right. When the bat, when Batman is, uh, stopping the scarecrow, there was a fire alarm got pulled. Oh, and everybody had to evacuate the arc light, uh, for a while. And then come back in. And Bobby Lee looked at me when we sat back down. He's like, I bet it was that fucking Jonah Hill. and i was like i will never forget that and i was like yep uh but yo, this this thing i mean there it's we'll talk about it but the experience i i think people forget what this was like i know like because it was just generally accepted as a great film uh and nolan has gone on to be one of the most successful commercial directors that it gets overlooked that people how people felt about this movie back then, because now it's cool to like jump on tribalism and be like, "Oh, actually, I didn't like it, or actually, it wasn't that great." But saw it, Midnight Arc Light, the most hype movie of probably the OOS that I saw uh, happening while I lived in Los Angeles.
0: Two things before we get to the rest of you guys: uh, one, I like this bit where he thinks he counted the right number of shells, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah," <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, but also, uh, I, I didn't know this until just recently. While having William Fichtner here as the bank manager is one of the many ways to allude to heat, a very obvious reference for this movie. Right. Dwight Yoakam turned this role down. Mm. No kidding. Oh, wow. Okay. He turned down this role and he turned down a role of another detective in the movie um, because he was busy recording an album, but he was the one off. He was offered to be this character in the bank manager guy, which is. I mean,
1: nowadays you don't say no, but back then. (laughs)
0: Yeah i mean happy wrong. i'm happy seeing bullfield william victor anywhere friend of the show uh, right but uh it, you know it, it's rode I on just, a plane with him once i just i just wouldn't have thought <laughs> that there was anyone else considered but it's like oh no they actually couldn't join yoakam anyway uh scott i mean where, where are you with the uh the The experience of seeing this for the first time this was the first press screening that
3: i ever got into of my own accord i had been writing for valley scene magazine on and off but i was basically they would email press screening invites and it was first come first serve and this was the one that i i knew there was a screening taking place and i drove down to the uh howard Hughes imax knowing that i would not get in but i just wanted to meet up with warner brothers people and say hey can i call you after the holiday They said yes, and then they invited me to the next screening after that. So that was sort of the start of me doing it for myself um, in my Mendelssohn's Memos days, which, if I'm honest with myself, I started doing Mendelssohn's Memos based on the excitement that I felt in late December 2007 for the first trailer for this film. Hmm. Not even this sequence so much, which I would see that night for, you know, the opening night of I Am Legend, which I like this scene, but it it kind of slightly concerned me at the time, just on its own, it's very arch, it's very stylized, and it's fine, especially fine in retrospect of the movie itself, but it was the actual trailer itself that just psyched the hell out of me.
1: I mean, this scene's um, its own little movie itself. Yes. That's what I love about it.
3: Um and real quick so yeah, I, I saw we, it about two
1: weeks before opening
3: day and i loved it i had nitpicks and but you know some of them i still have some of them I no longer care about but it's you know even that i know this is a terrifically exciting and intense action thriller uh,
0: we, and sorry okay, go ahead we we left that that seat the seat where the bus like bursts into the wall kool-aid man style <laughs> every other bank robber gets like shot in the face essentially except the one guy he just gets like what slightly knocked back by the bus and he's taken out also that's I that...
3: think there's a deleted bit where he gets executed after by Joker After you know, I
0: mean yeah movie. in a pg 13 movie uh, I imagine yeah. him being knocked mm-hmm. down by a bus and the Joker walking over and shooting I mean, him in the face probably not the best scene for your four yeah. I mean, for it's, it's... quadrant movie <laughs> Um, and you know it's as
3: fun of a scheme as that is I imagine that only works once
0: well, it's not like he did it twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: and this this whole scene, this, it's this like montage. is that even a criticism?
0: Like, oh, he pulled out that scheme once. They better not try that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 this this scene right
3: here sort of sets the tone for the film in terms of just it just moves and moves and moves and moves. It's just it's it's this pure rubber band one rubber band montage after another. hey clayface
0: what are you doing i'm gonna rob a bank and have a series of betrayals and you know rope in a school bus (laughs) oh a joker shuffle yeah it worked once i figured it might pay off again uh yancy (laughs) what did Um, you first see this movie
4: i did not see this right away because i was in the middle of a of a there was a sickness in the in the family so i was sort of not i didn't see anything really that summer so indiana jones but uh, I didn't see this until, and of course I heard and read all the reviews and I heard all the excitement, people saying it was the best movie of the year, and I had liked Batman and Begins a lot. Um, I think I saw this the first time, I probably just went straight to Best Buy the day it came out on Blu-ray and bought it, and went home and probably made myself spaghetti and and, <laughs> and watched it. Um,
0: yeah. So you missed the IMAX experience of seeing this movie?
4: I saw I Am Legend, but I don't remember seeing any, yeah, no, I didn't see an IMAX. If you didn't
0: see I Imagine in IMAX, you wouldn't have seen a prologue for it. Regular film prints played the regular trailer.
4: This, you know, this was, I'm not, this was, people were so excited about this uh, and I was, uh, it felt strange to not see it. Um, But then I finally got around to seeing it. Um, I
0: mean, yeah, it was the, it it captured the zeitgeist of the summer, let alone that year. It's certainly, certainly a big deal. Like, regardless of being a fan or not, you know, everyone was seeing that, you know, everyone was, yeah, this is, this is a huge movie, obviously. Um, what well, no, finish? I'm sorry. What, what you, you saw it eventually. What was your takeaway on initial thoughts?
4: My take is that it, it is that there's one unassailably great thing about it, which is Heath Ledger being asked to, to to do a new version of a character that had been done to death at this point. You know, his Joker is really exciting and 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 live wire and great. I don't like a lot of the stuff that was intimated after he died that blew the movie up into being something bigger than it is or something more substantial than it is or, or philosophical or powerful than it is i think keith ledger as a very smart guy and a great actor would probably be much more if there was going to be a role that would drive you to ending your life i imagine his character in brokeback mountain was more upsetting than playing this character which looks like it's a lot of fun and i think if keith ledger hadn't died he would have been on talk shows goofing about this and then playing the role again and it wouldn't have this for me very unfortunate uh cult cultiness about it that was already there in the air before it came out so my take on this movie is always no, you- he's beyond belief great but i think that the movie is we'll go into it but i think it's pretentious i think it's i think it wants to be a batman and joker movie that has a real world meaning and, and i don't think that's very possible when you're doing it in a heat style thing like this i think it's good but not anywhere near as great as you as you guys and the rest of the world do
3: all right um i will say you know you're right in the sense that even before the film came out you know, even, you know, uh, uh, Gary Oldman was basically saying, look, I mean, Ledger was fine on the set. He yeah. was having a good time. He was treating it as a performance. And you know, this idea that he was just, you know, going crazy, you know, getting going into the character and it killed him or whatever was always nonsense. So there were people trying to debunk that right from the start. Yeah. I mean, if you if, know, and, well, if
4: you're like, kind of dopey, you, you, you yeah. know, he, he's, he's a, the Joker is a mind blowing character. Like Colonel Kurtz, remember the onion article that said, uh, you guys, his girlfriend is impressed by mind-blowing Colonel Kurt's character or something. I don't think the Joker is necessarily Hamlet, but I think we as a culture have turned it into the, the Joker is the central literary figure in all English language now for, for the majority of people. And I think he remains, he and Batman both remain to me very one-dimensional characters. You can build around them really fascinating, wonderful stories, but I don't think a story... I think Heat is about the guys in it and the way they relate to women and, and what they live for. And that does relate to real life for me in a way that this movie it can't because it has Batman and the Joker in it. And real life would never have Batman and the Joker in it. So it doesn't quite add up as being a political well, weighty movie. For me. I mean,
3: I, you know, if, if Chris Nolan says he was trying to do Heat, I will take him at his word. But for me, the film always felt more like, you know, it's a cliche, but a Sydney limit city politics thriller.
5: We yeah, I mean, have it's in there, and, and but Heat is really Cox obvious and, and, here. He's obvious, yeah, 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 yeah obvious.
4: I actually yeah.
3: rewatched Heat last month in preparation for this. But I'm reading and, Heat too now, thanks to you, Aaron Nice. <laughs> but so far, um, and what I like about this picture, and yes, that's you know, uh, Ledger is a terrific supporting character. He's he's, but he's also you know intentionally more of a plot device than a a full-blooded character, yeah. and but I do think Gary Oldman is what you know. Is who grounds this film and makes it feel like a quote unquote real drama, more than anybody else. Um, And I do think it's the supporting characters around Batman and the Joker, who do feel lived in and and three dimensional, Um, which is for me why this picture feels like a quote unquote real movie, especially in a way that no other comic book film had before at that time.
4: It's oh. me in terms of in terms of Oldman, who's just beyond belief, good and you know, overqualified and brilliant in this. Same is true of Kane, same is true of, of Morgan Freeman. It has got a great cast. You
0: know yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's Damn. it. I I hear what you're saying, and I it's interesting because like Batman's like, as far as like comic book characters go, things evolve or what have you. But Batman's like one of my guys. Like Batman's a character I grew up with and I certainly enjoy, but I obviously I have favorite aspects about him. or or the character or what have you, but this is a movie that gives me my two favorite characters in the Batman universe, which is Harvey Dent and more commissioner Gordon. And so, yeah, I can agree as far as, as much as I like seeing the portrayals of Joker and Batman in this iteration of the series or what have you, the fact that this movie does give me those things, things that I very much wanted to see, specifically Harvey Dent, since I haven't, you know, outside of Tommy Lee Jones's version, I haven't really got that in a, you know, beyond, beyond the animated series in, you know, like a, in the cinematic form or what have you it it, it, that is certainly an aspect i consider as far as why i have so much esteem for this film because it's given me all of those other among many other reasons all of those elements that i really wanted to see represented in a proper batman movie
2: so
1: before before i saw this movie uh the week before i believe scott and i um met up for dinner and we went to a screening of hellboy 2 the golden army with um, Guillermo del Toro uh, with a and a with him after it. And we were at dinner. Scott had revealed to me, like I, cause I knew Scott was hounded trying to get into dark night as soon as he could. And he's like, so I saw it. And I was like, Oh, well, what can you tell me? And I remember, I remember what Scott said directly. I always, he said, it's Batman, Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent on the Gotham PD rooftop with the bat signal in the air, trying to figure out how to stop the Joker. The last thing it's <laughs> going to do is suck. So, <laughs> that's what, And that's the thing. So like that. And I was thinking about that quote. I'm like, oh, we can easily imagine that happening now. But back then to get that there yeah. was humongous. It was different. like we do anything we want now. Like with these comic book movies, they are so adherence to everything that the fact that that was a scene that happened just for a moment or you got a picture of it. That that was incredible in 2008. That was absolutely just wow. Uh, never thought I'd see that. And on a big screen. And there it was. And, and it's
3: it's funny because as much as Hollywood tried to quote unquote mimic and or copy or whatever the success of this film, so many of the would be copycats forgot that this was, again, a small scale city politics melodrama told on a huge scale, you know, huge canvas, of course. Mm-hmm. It was a small movie about a handful of flawed tortured guilty characters and especially when you get in the third act there are things that happen in that film that you had never seen before and frankly i would argue have not seen since in any comic book superhero movie just because they're so you know you don't have the sky beam in the sky that's going to destroy the world or whatever and you, you don't have a lot of the tropes that have come to define comic book cinema and it's 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 i think that the unfortunate thing is that people you know the industry kind of it's not just that they took the wrong lessons. Obviously that's always the case. It's a matter of that. They didn't really
0: get what made this film so special. I don't, I don't know if I agree with this, is a small movie. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I like, I hear, I hear what you're like, you can boil it down to, yeah, there's only so many moving pieces, but you can do that to, for any movie. You can tell you Avengers about six people trying to get along. I mean, it's, it's
1: big. I, it's big in a, in a more under compared to today, understated way. It's not.
0: Yeah. Batman I mean, he, versus something. He. he it's a, Yes, it's not an existentially large threat. I can, yes, I can, yes. I can I can agree there, but I mean, right. Th- the opening shot as we already mentioned, he's going big on <laughs> very he's very um, definite definitively going big in this spe- movie. Speaking right. which, was, when we talk fin- about things, things that that we always Batman movie, this
3: scene right here sort of typifies what makes this movie unique and special both in terms of batman cinema and in terms of comic book superhero movies at the time whereas just these two spectacular actors playing fully dimensional human beings having a real conversation about
0: law enforcement and politics i mean that i agree with as far as yeah you're getting for one thing it has the characters exactly i wanted to see dealing with stuff
4: it doesn't belong in the same movie as a scheme where the guys all shoot each other they're part of the joke. Like, this is a scene that has that feels like real C- Sydney Lumet, and then you've got it right next to a scene that has a goofy resolution or a, or something pulled from a comic book, or even the even the way the mobster that what's his name? What's the actor's name? Who gets with the pencil his Michael suit is J. White. Dick, yeah, Michael High White, yeah. Dick Tracy, sort of like. Purple
0: pinstripe suit, you know, like. And it looks like huh, I mean, it looks you're speaking like, to it as if this movie doesn't know how to manage tone, though, and I disagree. But that's—I I feel like he's that inserting in that that
1: wild card nature into this. Like, what happens when this guy who doesn't give a fuck and screws around with it is inserted into the system? And how do the people trying fuck. to play by certain rules? Yeah, when they're not able to work like that's I what the joker
4: this this scene is great but it doesn't work in a movie that also wants me to believe that there's batman and the joker working uh, as these opposing why force. did you
0: like batman begins
4: I like batman begins more because it takes place in a cartoonier world i don't when- think it does yeah, even if the oh, okay. city a train running down the middle of it and there's like a there's like the docks or these smoky gases. I'm not saying
0: d- that movie's not cartoony. I'm saying I don't think this movie dials that down either. And I I don't I mean I I yes, think they're a, I think I I think that Nolan is certainly like that movie they have different Sorts of atmosphere to a degree because of just the kind of story it's telling, but I do think well, all three like, of them do. They, they all, yeah. Begins yeah,
4: the was nice identity. because right away you're getting out and you're in snow covered mountains, and it's like for Batman movies they haven't even tried to get out of the city before. Well, so yeah, this, this is like like this is very town. much an
0: urban film compared to the other one that's more landscape heavy. Yeah, it, it is, but I, it, but in terms of the kinds of scenes we're getting i mean we, we have similar scenes to the one we just watched with Harvey then Day, so.
4: a scene you can't have a scene where a bus pulls out of a bank and pulls right into a line of other buses and no one notices and it just drives away that's a comic book scene movie a comic book movie scene and then this scene the scene we just saw with the two actors is a Sydney lumet movie scene and like they can't they have a very hard time for me going i can't take it seriously when it's I,
1: like here's the thing i i don't disagree with the things you're saying yancy but it for some reason, for me it works. For you, for
0: you, yeah. Because, yeah,
1: so. I know, but I, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying
0: as far as like it's. Are there elements that are out of a comic book? Yes, but I mean, there's out of a specific kind of comic book. I mean, yes, there's an inherent. I, it's hard to say goofiness because it's not goofy, but is there inherent like heightened quality and like archness, like you mentioned, Scott. As far as The kinds of things that are taking place, but I just don't think it. I've read various Batman, tons of Batman comics that are able to combine serious sequences of people talking about what's going on with, yes, the idea of a mass crusader fighting villains.
3: Comic
4: books, whether comic books operate differently than movies completely, you can get away with things in comic books you can never get away with in movies. You know, I think that that that's 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 including those tone shifts. You know, you can just turn the page all of a sudden. But I think that you know I think that the that this does vacillate a little too much between wanting to have the cake and eat it too in terms of being a serious minded movie, but also a wanting to be I mean, you know the Joker. What is it? You know he's an anarchist, but he's it's not really. He's a bank robber. He's got big plans to rob banks. I mean, that's not that's precision timing is what that is. You know. I think well, he just
1: he, wants to watch the world burn.
5: God damn <laughs> Well, I, I think the key to <laughs> his
4: character. I think the Joker is just he's the clown prince of crime. Right? He's he's going to shoot you and take your money but he looks like a happy laughing clown that's what the joker is then in the 80s it becomes or the 70s 80s it becomes no he's actually crazy but then if he's crazy how can he pull off these and look i would say that the bad- are, is are you pulling
1: though. predetermined things about the joker that Nolan's not necessarily you using the like fact
4: he's, that he's crazy. Then, if he's crazy, then he can't be a master criminal. You're you're saying crazy, you no? Know? Like, the, well, I don't the think he
3: use, thinks he is crazy. Yeah, using I the think word, like, what you, separates this character from again a lot of the knockoffs, you know, he planned to get caught the whole time yeah. thing is in this film. The character sets up scenarios where he wins, no, almost no matter what happens. So it's yeah. not that he's predicting a specific outcome, but he's creating situations where he can benefit no matter what the outcome yeah, is. Yeah, I'm going to kill
4: either Aaron Eckhart or Meg Hall. That's, of course, he, one of them is going to die. And that's good for him. I, my larger point is that I think that the, the, these movies, the Batman in general stories, when the ones that are elevated are the ones that lean into perversity a little bit, like Batman Returns, or into the gothic, like Arkham Asylum book does. You know, I think that's how you get Batman to become something that's really poetic and affecting and as far as your real life goes is, 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 leaning into the, the, even the first, the first Tim Burton Batman leaning into the, 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 the sort of perversity of it, not trying to get away from the, what people think of as camp, because I think that's inherent in the comic book in the, in the, in this in, in the simpleness of the, the simpleness of the, of the, of the, of the, of, of the characters and the situation. And in the fact that comic books are classically knocked out 20 pages every month, they're not expected to be great um, that's all sort of baked into comics. So it, there's always a tension in comic book movies. And and I think trying to make them seem that they take place in the real world is always a risky proposition, because the real world has never had superheroes in it and probably operate very differently if it did. Um, Sorry, it was a bit of a
0: ramble. But... I mean, I'd also argue this isn't the real world. I think it's it's grounded more than I other comic movies, but but it's heightened. I mean, it's it's very specific, <laughs> just based on the things, just based on Eric Roberts walking into this movie alone. I feel like the movie's heightened.
5: Uh, it's gloomy. I think there way, there the is a
0: coming
4: gloomy too. It's it's channeling, a, it's intentionally channeling a sort of gloominess that was settling into the world at the time, which is that's playing with fire because this is not, I don't know, this is not serious no matter how serious it is.
1: There's a, there's a, with the first two of the, the, the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises with the, the, or no, sorry, the Batman begins Dark Knight with Nolan's, uh, him and Goyer's approach to it is kind of like, okay, if, if there was to be Batman and stuff in the world, how does that work? There's, there's a sort of, when we were going to these first two mm-hmm. movies, that's what a lot of what people, Enjoyed about them would was there like well like oh always, how the yeah, gadgets would suit, come about how the suit would what work, what, why, what the Batmobile yeah. would be yeah that's what that's kind of there was that Batman in like a, a grounded real world dark and even, even, even though it's and
0: also it's a movie where a you know. <laughs> A, a some some kind of um, it's got ninjas a, a, some, and yeah, some kind oh, of eastern yeah. side wizard that wants to poison the city with <laughs> tear gas in order to yeah, start gotham
4: real world batman would get killed one of the first nights he went out and that'd be the end of batman he I mean, had a suit what, on he was, he was fine he killed one of the first you can't get yourself into you can't break up rapes and stuff and not expect to get killed he's got a suit on he get killed people aren't afraid of bats and like the fourth or fifth
1: military grade stuff on he's though, got armor that's on. On. when
4: it started he didn't he was just the guy in tights are we talking about comics we're we talking about the movie talk about the inception the inception the uh, inception the inception of the character what the character is at its core is i mean so let's face it people think batman is really deep because he lost both his parents guess what everybody loses both their parents eventually you don't become batman because your parents die and that's oh man batman's so deep he, he lost both his parents i'm like yeah if you're 14 that's a horrific thought but if you're 38 45 52 that's that that that's not enough to, to that's not a that's not a bad back- thing.
1: Well, it was he also wasn't able to bring justice for the murders of his parents. That was that was a lot of that was the extension of it. It wasn't just that he lost his parents, it's just that it, there was an injustice to how it was handled afterwards with Joe Chill. Yes, you're right. You
0: know, you're right. Yeah. I mean, the
4: Spider-Man a, thing there's, there's nearly a century
0: stuff, worth of goes. comic books to detail why he is Batman.
4: Just <laughs> saying he's a thin character and you gotta build things around him rather than pretend that he is himself a
3: really powerful literary character, which he isn't. Well, that's what I would argue this movie does. I mean, I like this picture for what it is, regardless. I mean, yes, the fact that it's a Batman movie makes it more exciting to me because I like Batman and because I like these characters. But I also think this film itself is successful in being just a very good movie. And again, not to be to you know be a broken record. I think that's what a lot of the imitators missed. You know, come what why was this film such a big hit? Partially because it's really good <laughs> you're, you're,
4: you're not wrong Sky. I, I don't know why i, I could you yeah know, yeah i mean i get what you're saying um, and i and I, I can see that movie you guys are talking about but it was just so well loved and so it became so important that i couldn't help starting to pick it apart a bit and starting to find it a little yeah. bit less
0: impressive i suppose i'll always wonder if you saw if you saw it in imax screening during like when it was out if that would make a difference
4: i never would have liked the culty aspect of ledger's that's not about
0: that's not about a, i'm not that talking, about ledger's do movie, no, though, I'm talking about, well, was, I'm talking mean, about the movie of... i'm talking about
3: the movie doesn't let joker take over the film it's he's true. still a supporting
1: character with minimal screen time. That was one thing I when people saw it the first time, like, like, he's about. not in it much. I'm, that talking, was one yeah.
0: of the things. I'm talking about just the love of cinema, the idea of going yeah. to a movie theater and seeing something unlike anything you've seen before, because it's the first movie to use IMAX sure. in the way sure, that he's using it. I did it. see this in the
4: theater, and the one thing you can't take away from this movie and from Nolan is he really knows how to make a movie propulsive. There's a certain movie where there's like an hour and it's just nonstop stop and, and the score is building and building and Zimmer's score is building and things are building and building and building. There's no way around that being a masterful crap. This
3: is one of the best examples of what Nolan does very well, which is basically create what you know, rubber band sequences. Yeah. Where you know, you know, obviously dun 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 dun. And yeah. Right. And it's incredibly intense when it's it's in that mode. Yeah, and even a scene like this where it's an exposition scene how was this one not shot is in
1: IMAX I mean, I mean around he, he and would now
0: emotions. Right. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that the one main reason is because everyone would need to be adr because it'd be super loud trying to get that right. close of AMAX cameras um, not like it's a problem he does that he'd do that anyway but I. It's not that, it's not as though I wasn't already like Really loving this movie, but like when I saw that scene when it's just this rotating shot of three of these guys on the roof, I was like, "This is the good stuff right here. This is what I came with this movie for." Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to say too, um, with this,
1: we don't get much like this is one of the last time not that it's not done anymore, or something like that, but like when you let an artist or create director just like, here's my adaptation of what I think Batman is, rather than this conglomerate algorithm not algorithm but like we got to be safe about this production thing like this is his interpretation like because remember when people they kind of went a little wacky about how the joker looked about how the and it was like how how they fit in this world but like this is a guy's him and goyer's interpretation fully story-wise and stuff of batman and putting this idea that batman can't last forever, kind of thing it can, but can one guy last as Batman, which we find in the next one isn't such a thing, but like tries to give some human th- these human qualities you're you're saying he's not thin, which I throughout this trilogy, no, he's not he has ambitions things so go you see how he re- reacts to stuff in a more human way than than the comics because the comics you got to keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going you can't do the movies, but like having just like an adaptation not there's there's things pulled from comics added to the Nolan movies of course but it's in very much in his own way and in service of his of what he wants
0: for sure. I love seeing like the the time elapsed that people have calculated as far as how much Batman actually existed in Gotham City because it's yeah. something like less than a year. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like what he's in Batman it's begins. Th- this movie's like nine months later, and this only takes like two weeks of time or whatever. And, yeah, then, and then, then there's like an eight-year break, <laughs> and then he's mm-hmm. Batman for like like three weeks. Like, yep. before yeah, before it wasn't a long time. And then that's it. <laughs> like that's all the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and good, he gets and, a, and he gets a statue. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly um that's yeah that's what and well obviously more adventures to be had with whatever joseph gordon levitt becomes
0: um yeah whatever, whatever which is funny
1: knows. when they're they like dying because i know there's a point where there was rumor that they were dying to like bring this series into whatever superman was doing so i'm like why didn't you call joseph gordon levitt like he, he was set up to be batman at like christian bale's batman i know christian bale sells the tickets but if he says no why not try Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: If I had to guess, I would say because they don't want to upset Nolan. True, he was probably the no. But. So Scott's neighborhood just lost power. Oh, okay. Jeez, <laughs> so, no, just... so it. Uh, I think we might be uh, out of a Scott. Um, All right. For
5: the rest of this.
0: Um.
5: I,
1: I. I will say, like, so this scene. What happens here? To gamble. What like it just there's a there's an audio there's a music sting in the score and i the camera cuts and then he's just gone like i I can't i
0: I think the implication is that he moves the knife away from the mouth and down to the neck and cuts his throat
1: okay because i you just i've always been like i can't tell what's going on
0: i mean he's he's telling the story so he's threatening him with the knife in the mouth or whatnot but i think like
1: if he sliced his mouth he'd still be alive like
0: so again you know pg-13 pg-13 but i can it's yeah, made I, edits in time as well he can just and easily... the joker,
4: I mean, he's not a slasher i think it'll be too much to see the joker actually cut somebody's face up right People well yeah i, like I the, don't the, imagine the them the sure but... two crowd would go for it but i'm just saying right that's too much.
1: well i i understand the, the limitations of the rating but like just the way it's depicted is it's it's not loud it's just so like yeah i just carefully watched it oh yep and there, like, you, what get happened? Re- you get a
0: reaction sh- you get a reaction shot like, some cutaway and it, like yeah.
1: Yeah, i'm like did he spook him like mba
0: M- dealing william dealing yeah it, this, this it's, just, cra- it's just more this, of he knows what movie he's making remember
1: right <laughs> humorless nolan here with the tryouts
0: like <laughs> i mean we talked completely past the magic trick scene which just got was right like you can i i there People, were so
1: many uncomfortable laughs. I when, remember when he years.
0: does the tr- when he does the thing, he slams the guy's head on the ground. The audience was so uproarious with laughter. You can't hear that he goes "ta-da" after he does that, which is totally little so, little yeah. great yeah, he, addition. Wow,
4: that's it. He just bash it? but it, it works great it's, it's such a like Jesus uh,
1: You know, you know what's funny too. Like I was thinking about you know the 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 misnomer of uh, the humorless Nolan but I'm like, I wonder if it, some of that that people get has to do with his scores in his movies because they don't really have anything that suggests humor in them score wise they're very they're always like they're always like a ticking bomb a, a lot, lot of his door. scores and yeah. and yeah. but there's never like a, a light-hearted like moment to like
4: superman humor. donner would will have a little you know yeah, yeah.
1: so even when you that have is, a joke no in Mickey a movie it's, in it's got it. an intense it's got an intense score behind it or, or or unsettling uh, or it's you
0: relying know, on a lot of the music. music.
4: At the beginning the Tony Murphy's line about not in, not according to my diagnosis or whatever. Yes, that's really great. I'm it's not wearing, wearing hockey pads. People.
0: There's plenty of stuff. I'm plenty not wearing those. hockey pads. Like he, he yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's yeah. not. G- 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 gets a
4: lot of dry. Sort of comedy lines. You can say you the know.
0: same about like about Snyder's stuff. I mean, it's well, not yeah. like they go for the joke, but the jokes are told drolly or you know, with what well, and a, Snyder's a, a guy. A sly wit because of the casting. You got
4: it. It's a fine line to not. It's you guys will say, "Fine, sell me a, a pretentious Batman movie if it works." To me, you're really asking for it to 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 to, to try to take this material so seriously. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I even don't think like the Batman. Every time there's a new take love on a ba- Batman, it's always it's always like it's always like she it's like, always like this Batman. is the dar- this is darker, this is mysterious, and I'm like the it's new Batman. New you tell me, you tell me, Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon isn't kind of a comedic take. On Jim well, Gordon, I mean,
4: is there no room at all for Goofy's '50s, '60s Batman, like at all? I love the Adam I
1: mean, Batman. I I grew up on that one. There's I mean, a, there there's is the a couple
4: of comics where Batman's got like 17 color suits, and it's like, it'd mm-hmm. be flamboyant a little bit, not as much as the maybe the last two Joel Schumacher movies, but that, that at least that tone should be av- available. I mean, the car- there be. there
0: are the cartoons that do deal delve in this area. One day I'll buy that. I mean,
1: and under like Caesar Romero was a great Joker. Like, yeah. you, like that's, that's an insane performance I'll like take, that guy
0: I'll, I'll take him over uh walking phoenix but um <laughs> what's, <laughs> his, what's his what, what's his name what's his what's his name uh, arthur arthur what is it oh yeah arthur fleck fleck right yeah, yeah okay these shots are gorgeous (laughs) it's like imax footage. like even watching it on my tv that's Mm. you know not an imax screen just seeing like these
5: shots
1: it's felt the photography is so good it's felt if you have really good cinematography even if you're at home on a smaller screen and you're into a movie it is felt how big things are and the nolan 4ks are just like
5: yeah
0: wow it's and it's i mean it is you know you can talk about moody, but it's still colorful. Like, there's there's a lot of vibrancy in all this imagery. Yeah. That we're seeing I just watched, I just Wally watched Ten-
1: Tenet again a couple of nights ago. And man, I was like, God,
0: it's so uh, tenants, a, a gourd. tenants. I mean, that's him doing Bond again. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, won, it's-
4: doing Bond, so I'm just watching this, thinking, God, he wants to do it. And he's going to do it, right? Apparently. Don't
1: let him. Don't let him. I think he'd be so good. I think he's he's doing begging right now. He's like, let me launch Bond. He did Bond twice.
4: What's he going to do an actual Bond movie for? Because th- he's wanted to do his whole life. And I think that Bond is. You're gonna laugh at me. I do think Bond is a few orders of few dimensions closer to reality than Batman. Bond, I can I can accept as having some of the darkness and, yuck, and the yuckiness of real life in it. So I can see Nolan doing a sort of serious Bond that's still full of flashy gadgets and stuff. This yeah. is him doing a Bond. He just wants he's doing Batman. Oh, yeah,
1: he, his Batman's and Inception and Tenet are his Like every couple pictures, he he's to gonna make Bond. a Bond movie. He
4: wants he wants that theme. You want that theme? Wouldn't you want to cut?
1: to that yep. theme. <laughs> yeah theme like, guy in
4: the opening in the opening bullet hole, you know, your actor.
1: I imagine he I'm does, would
4: be the greatest guy in the movie a great Bond.
1: He That's does another I mean. rant he does another whatever movie his next movie is gonna be. And then after that we're gonna get some sort of like Bond movie
0: I hope so. from him. I and so. I,
1: lo- I get it, I get it, man. It's I'm a tra- annoyed that he it's got travelog. Screwed. It's you know.
0: I'm annoyed that like all the situation of the pandemic screwed us out of getting a tenant franchise, which I think he really, I think he would have oh, liked yeah. to do more tenant movies. I think like
4: he still knows what he's talking about for three more hours.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I mean was a lot.
4: I like tenant a lot actually.
1: Tenant was I, I just mean
4: there the humor was there in every scene. There was a humor oh, yeah. like, You don't want to follow this all. Just it's fine. <laughs> you
1: know, like, it works and it's so it's funny. I showed it to my 11 year old son and he got it. Like yeah. there was, and I was like, "Oh man!" Because I remember well, watching back- when I saw it in the theater. I was a little bit welled up emotionally because I was in a theater watching. I like, I thought I was gonna miss like Christopher Nolan movies. He does seven millimeter IMAX. I'm there. It's an event. I have to. I, that's how I have to see his movies. I, I I know it sounds pretentious, but it's fun that way. It makes it an event. And like when I got to see Tenet two weeks before it came out on Blu-ray because a friend of mine rented out the theater. Wow. uh to see a 70 millimeter IMAX. I saw it with just nine other people spread out mass. And when it came on and it was, I, I was like, I, I got emotional. Cause I'm like, I didn't think that one, I'd be in a theater again this year. And two, it would be tenant 70 millimeter IMAX. And I, so I was a bit taken with it, but that movie's like, yeah, it's got a lot of silly stuff, but it works. Speaking, and it is fun s- as hell.
0: Speaking to that for a second, as far as your son getting it and versus like what you're, You know, if you're saying like, you know, versus
1: the Twitter people I saw the next month when it came out on video,
0: I I think, I mean, I think part of what makes him Nolan such a, you know, a, a very successful populist filmmaker is, I mean, as much as people like us or what have you want to walk into a movie from him specifically and be like, okay, I got to figure out all this stuff that's going on. It's not necessarily required either. I guarantee no. you there's not everyone that's paying attention to every single detail in Inception or Tenet Look, uh, because, we- they, because they need to have all of those answers right at once because these movies, as we've already said, are very propulsive and they're very yeah. visually guided you're you're not going to get very much lost in these movies because he's doing things very specifically to make sure anybody can follow their four quadrant blockbusters for a reason. Like yeah, in if inception... you want, if you want to find that minutia, it's there. You can find all the logic he's going through and yeah. explore that and have fun with that. But the average viewer that might not be as concerned as to every single plot detail and logic mechanic and what have you, you can still track what, you know, what the dream team and in inception needs to do, why they're doing it and where they're going. Cause right. They, it's all for it's repeated a lot for one thing, but also it's visually just in front of you. You can, you can play well. The I mean, it.
1: yeah, the, the end of Inception is the perfect way to like see through his career. Like, you can either watch that ending and be like, Cool, good movie, happy ending, bye bye, or you could be like, Wait a minute, was there more? Do I have to go? But like, you could it can go either way that top either fell for you or it's still going, or maybe it fell and you're even looking more. But that movie can play surface level, or you can go even deeper with it. And I love that he. It's just like, I'm not going to sit and tell you. am I? We don't need to talk about the ending of that. This
0: is a scene where everybody discovers what a Rico case means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lawyer terms.
1: Uh,
0: I didn't so, talk about when I saw this movie. Um, no. So I would say that I saw this at the midnight show, but this was the one time where I decided to give the Task of obtaining said tickets to somebody else, even though I'm generally the one that does it because I'm responsible. And of course, they did not do it when I asked them to, therefore, they were sold out of the midnight show. Um, at the giant IMAX that's near my house, so I went down and got tickets for the 3 a.m. show that would precede the midnight show on opening night. Good Lord. 3 a.m. is an interesting mm. time to see a two and a half hour blockbuster because they were showing it 24 hours around the clock in lot. LA. Yeah, they were showing it a lot, and uh, boy. That was interesting to wait. We by it was like, I think like six of us total got tickets for this movie, even though we still like would see other people we knew there. Um, we watched Batman Begins on Blu-ray, which I believe it had like just come out with like the Blu-ray for Batman begins. With um, Dolby
1: Digital audio, which we were in the testing, we we're like, "Why the hell is it got Dolby Digital? Like, where's the lossless?" That
0: was that was weird. That but was the the idea thing. Of seeing it on Blu-ray is like, "Well, this is neat." Except for like the one friend, it's like, "I don't see the difference between this and DVD." I'm like, "Fuck you, shut up." Um, so we shut up, Peter. We watched, we watched <laughs> the, uh, watch the movie at like eight or whatever. You know what, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And then we left at around, I think we left like at eleven so like we got there as like the line for the people going to the midnight show we're going in. And so we're like, and like the lines were huge. Cause it's playing at like every theater. It's a 21 screen theater. It's playing like every theater at that point at night. So they can get as many people as possible. Um, so we're wait we're waiting in like a, like just a huge line. That's like wrapped around like far past the actual like theater at that point. It's like just out in like the lawn somewhere. Okay. Um, so you know 3 a.m show (laughs) so it's like we're waiting out here we're having a good time to an extent as far as hey we're all hanging out we're having fun in line but it's certainly late so we're trying to like not nap but like relax a bit so we can kind of like make sure we're like conscious for this movie didn't matter though the adrenaline was so high yeah uh, going into this and like finally seeing the movie so like i got back at 6 a.m at my house yeah, my dad was like, "How was it? I'm like, it was perfect. Like, I was like yeah. so drowsy. I like, I know there's no other like version I could describe it beyond. yeah, because like, it's such a good movie. So I'm like, I walk home and it's like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say right now. This oh yeah, in the, having not gotten I didn't get scene.
1: home till like four because my midnight screening. We had about a 20 minute delay with a fire alarm. Uh-huh. Of course, there were trailers, so I got home at like four, four three, and I and I knew. So I was my wife and I were seeing each other time, but she lived. In Indianapolis, and I was in LA, and like I knew it was like seven something in the morning. Should be up for work anyway, so I called her. When I was like, "Dude, that movie was all, oh You gotta go see this movie," and and it was like, and I had to go to work in like a couple hours, but I was like, mm-hmm. whatever, "Whatever, it was awesome. Everybody's gonna be like, I didn't need to
0: sleep.
5: Like that was that was yeah, how good I was,
0: was. I was pumped having seen it, but of course, I was yeah, guys, like, oh, not six AM, we go on. But like later that day." my friends and I are at a point where like so what should we do now it's like I guess we just go see Dark Knight again (laughs) so we went within like I don't know it was like whatever the seven o'clock show was or whatever that Mm. night we got tickets on again not in IMAX and obviously it was still good but it's also like this is really missing something (laughs) the first time it's like so it's it's you know watching it right now is one of the rare times to really watch this movie it's weird to like I don't like as much as I Yeah, like Nolan movies. I don't tend to watch too many of them outside of the IMAX because it's such an it's such an interesting experience. And I, you know, I I get what I can. Like obviously, I've seen this movie a ton at this point, but it's still like it's weirdly not a go. Like the these movies that are shot with these IMAX cameras aren't like a go to because it's just like one thing. I've seen it, but also it's like Mm -hmm. it's just it has something special going for it by having that formatting. Like it's just so wild to watch and.
1: And it's funny, like these are movies that like, yeah, like I like you said, like I don't watch like that, but like they stick with me Mm -hmm. well enough that I don't need to or it makes it a treat every time I do go back to them or something like that.
0: The uh, um one-two punch sorry, just to talk about the scene on display. The one-two punch of here of of Nestor Carbono getting a jump scare with a Batman being thrown in his mm-hmm. window. And then this footage, which was shot by Ledger, the only stuff not shot by Nolan is because he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't he didn't use second unit. This yeah. is the only stuff right here. When he when he get when especially when you're sitting in a quiet theater and he goes, Look at me, the whole like you could hear a pin drop at how intense oh, it yeah. got when like the shtick kind of drops for a second with Joker, right? Where he's he stopped kidding around for like half a second and tells us like, you're not playing my game right now. You need to look at me so we can keep this going. That's crazy. It's crazy how frightening that is. This is <laughs> Nolan's
1: art museum scene.
0: From, <laughs> uh, yeah. For Batman. Party
1: man. Has yeah. anyone sure, done that?
0: There's a lot of prints on this soundtrack of this party. I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, I was gonna say like, one of something stuff that people don't realize, like at this time, this movie was not a sure thing and neither was Christopher Nolan. And I remember like it was cool. It was going to happen. There was hype from Batman begins. Uh, but like Nolan had what memento of Batman begins that were like his insomnia. cred, but it, it had insomnia, but it wasn't like people were like, Oh, the insomnia guy is doing Batman. Uh,
0: I mean, it it was partially that though. It I
1: was mean- just <laughs> stepping. So it was trusting him with a studio picture first, but There was a lot of names in the running for this movie at the time. There's quite a few notable names, maybe not a lot. But then, like, there was a criticism on Batman Begins about his directing of action. It was a little too tight. Couldn't see what was going on. Very choppy. A too much. Yeah. Very choppy. So there, there was that apprehension going with that.
0: Which his so, argument was, he's like a bat, so it needs to be sporadic. Like I, I get the the logic of why it's edited yeah. a certain way, but it also feels like it felt very much like this is the area that he's not experienced in.
1: Right. Yeah. That was that was a thing there too. And this guy got to learn through these, and um, you know, he got to set him down and move ahead. But yeah, the, this movie was not. It's like everybody hoped it was. There was so much hype, but who knew and it was a lot it was a lot smarter movie than i was expecting (laughs) like when i saw it like i was i was i was shocked it was and it was a i mean this going leading up to it like there was fan, like you were everybody was wondering who was gonna play certain characters like joker that was everybody had their pick everybody conversed about it and then we got the curveball casting of heath ledger that nobody nobody he was not in anybody's Scott will tell you he 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 um he's like oh I call I kind of called that years ago that I was like oh
0: shut I'm like
1: try to say you he called Heath Ledger but um were there any picks that you were thinking for Joker Aaron back before it
0: no. Um, yeah. I, like, I, yeah, fan casting for me is like it doesn't like go very far. I just never really, yeah. I, I, am well, generally like, who's
1: gonna be, who's gonna be, like who are they gonna?
0: I'm generally always excited about the prospect of seeing certain things, but it, like it, it never occurs to me being like I need to select myself who should be these characters. Yeah. Like it just doesn't like hit me that way. But I'm, well, like, I, I'm always, I'm always curious, and it's always neat to see out outside of Bond, which I'm fed up with when it comes to people predicting these things. Uh, every mm-hmm. other character, I'm happy to see speculations for, right, especially, especially when they're not lazy. Um, And there's so many lazy choices out there when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, I
1: was I was dead set like Harvey Dent was the one I was like, oh, man, leave Shriver. He like born like he just when I first saw him with short hair in like Scream Two and saw him, I was like that guy right there. That
0: that'd be like a great Harvey Dent. Well, we can um, uh, we can talk about this right now. The, uh, the did very- the Yep various people for uh for um also
1: guy pierce was another guy i wanted him back with nolan and i was like if he's not gonna be because i thought he'd be a good batman for batman begins that didn't happen i'm like well then he could be harvey dent but
0: guy pierce was the one went. i actually wanted uh that's yeah. that's that's the one because i was very excited about the idea of harvey Dent being in this movie I was mm-hmm. like let's get let's get lenny back in here let's let's make that happen yeah um didn't but um, they so the idea enjoy for, pants as the Joker. There
1: you
5: go.
0: The, the idea for casting um, Aubrey Dent what they wanted to have a a dark Robert Redford type. That's that's what the, the oh goal well, was.
1: that then they nailed it.
0: And uh, and <laughs> I guess and the the various people considered they had Josh definitely, Lucas definitely Redford The hair. George.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what I say. Yeah, the hair is definitely Redford. Yeah.
0: Josh Josh Lucas, Liev Schreiber, Hugh Jackman, oh. which I could see. Um, yeah, see so Liev Schreiber definitely. Liev Schreiber sure I could see Ryan Phillippe. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, and then Matt Damon was the one that was seriously in the running. The oh. which I could buy because that I could see him being corrupted. He seems he's, he's maybe I could see it more now. Maybe like an older Harvey Dent, I'd maybe be a little bit green. But even in 2008, though, he's been around. He's been he's got miles on him.
4: An idealistic yeah. DA for sure. He can do the
0: idealistic. Yeah, that's why I could see it. And then like seeing that turn around, and he basically plays that role in Interstellar. Um, but the reason he's not in it and Invictus. Oh, which to his credit, man. despite despite the fact that I don't see why he did get an Oscar nomination.
5: I mean, like, you, like
0: I obviously we all remember his character's name, and we could say it. We're not going to just because we don't want to impress everybody too much. Um, but Invictus got in the way. Not for Morgan Freeman though, who was of course in Invictus. Also, he, right. was, he was happy to do so. <laughs> to do Batman. So, like,
1: I, I feel like it, like when they announced Aaron Eckhart, I, I'm like he felt like a third or fourth choice to me. Like that's what I was like who they, who said no a few times before they just said, ah, he's free. You yeah. know, like uh, he, well, I
0: mean, it seems like he's second choice to Damon, but I mean, I get it. that like, he's, he's rising at that point. He had, he's just had yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for not smoke, for, for, for smoke. Yeah. Um, which, which was the performance that inspired Nolan to to cast him specifically. Yeah. Um, it, he's our, an interesting
1: our, one. Cause I, it's funny, Cause he was in this, in, he broke his, his uh, launching pad role was a indie called uh, In the Company of Men, which was shot in my hometown, and I worked on a commercial and stuff when I was in high school with a lot of people. And I was around these people who were in production on that movie with him and Labute, and they said him and Labute were a couple of assholes, and I've heard stories and stuff. So I was like, "Oh, Eckhart," but he's really good in this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would yeah, give him that, along with you know, just having a great name. I. I think Eckhart's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in 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 most in general, like if I see him in For a. Movie, of it, he was really good at before this. He was quite good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He has like a Tom Jane vibe to me, except yeah, Jane, but Jane is dirtier. <laughs> that's, the, that's a little the
4: thing. better I think than
0: Tom <laughs> yeah. Jane. A little better. I I think I agree. He's better. I think like he's the he's the Tom Jane's the scuzzier version of Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart cleans <laughs> up nicer. Um, yeah. but yeah, this movie, especially because again, Harvey Dent is my guy. Um. I think he is really good. Like it's is. it's similar to Batman Begins. There's so many like great performances where it's like you have to start ranking them and it's like watching begins again, it's like Morgan Freeman's fucking great in this, but it's also like he's still like fifth down for like all these other really good performances. Ruck, are, Rucker
1: Rucker Hour's really good. He's Rucker like not not there really. he's really good in the uh,
4: What's his name is amazing in there, Tom uh the Tom tanks. Wilkinson. I,
0: well, Wilkinson's, Wilkinson's very high for me because yeah, of how yeah, how yeah. how he's able to make that performance so big but so like very fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, Doc, yeah. the walls are caving in on me. Ah, what am I gonna do? Like, it's so little he's, he's doing.
2: He's great uh,
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're talking over like this very signature scene of the Joker. <laughs> he's taking yeah. over this party, uh, and and one of our favorite, uh, I think, not plot holes, but certainly our weird logic portals uh, that we have to go through as far as joker takes over this party he's now harassing rachel he's gonna go after batman batman leaves the building very and poor then, choice of words and then what happens <laughs> what's going on in this party after that
1: <laughs> George is like all right see you later
0: i am sure to a degree he just kind of left but also i'm still curious like what's the immediate move he makes right when he's, he's like so he he left i don't know if you guys saw but he uh he left the party do do I, I do, DJ do we or? call
1: do we call the cops or just we all agree that this just, this just any happened?
0: any more of the shrimp <laughs> hey uh, uh my 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 men are rather
2: famished uh,
1: <laughs> how many cases should we open alfred champagne <laughs> what do you say a couple cases
2: remember when i think there was
4: a wasn't there a video at the time when this was being promoted that cut together scenes from the first batman or the tim burton batman and make it look like almost like it was a remake does any remember that
1: they did they did the trailer audio yeah and they tried to cut it they cut the tim burton trailer to this one because
4: this uh, is a yeah, party man right? yeah party man no, he's,
1: he's, got a, <laughs>
0: he's
1: got a
0: james bond foot oh you were you were <laughs> up
1: for you were up for a second
2: i said this is the uh art museum sequence for dark yeah. Knight. The, I always uh, thought, I
4: remember arguing with people at the time, I always thought it was very irresponsible that Batman would leave everybody up here with the Joker.
0: I mean, he took the one thing he likes, <laughs> like, and throw, it <laughs> oh,
4: like, killed everybody and then
0: laughed and looked at yeah.
1: Very poor choice of words.
0: Well, again, that's that's the proposal of this, of this movie, where you're like, yeah, I want to buy that Batman would save this woman's life right now and not concern myself with anything else that's going on. Like, yes, the fact yeah. that the Joker is still in the party right now. <laughs>
4: slashing throats one after the other after the other
0: it would be it would be the darkest joke <laughs> yeah. possible it's like the next day bruce wayne walks in what's going on alfred i'm just reading the news the news is like Joker 150 people dead, people dead at bruce wayne 40 wealthy gothamites Are, and politicians harvey, hey, dent, harvey dent fundraiser 40. goes goes <laughs> goes go turns into utter chaos multiple <laughs> people just assassinated. <laughs> dent found passed out in closet <laughs>
4: It's no true common. though. Uh, Werewolf suspicions. Never. I don't think Gary Oldman's ever been warmer. Maybe Harry Potter. He's equally as warm, but he's never been. As warm.
0: He's introduced not so warm though. <laughs> right, but you I I will tell you right now because I do not know those books. So walking into Azkaban, I didn't know what to expect from from mm-hmm. yeah. Severus. Um, is that right? Severus. Is he Severus? What? Well, that's What's a, that's a Severus? Uh, no, no, That's name. No, no, no. Um, no that's that's a serious black serious serious severus fm whatever mm-hmm. um i but i did you know all i all i knew what you know seeing that movie for the first time just seeing him like screaming in the newspapers like this guy's crazy it's gary Oldman, of course he's gonna be crazy oh, so, like the fact yeah. that he turns into like the nicest character in hogwarts yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like this is great i love this so much uh yeah. but i mean yeah the casting casting Oldman as um as gordon i was so on board with because <laughs> i'm like this not is so, it was, it's, it's not just
4: it as the nicest character in hogwarts it's also uh the crazy rapist maniac from naked david thulas yeah the yeah. other nicest guy which is well,
0: great y- you remember it's they, weird they, that i they... didn't suspect this as i kept watching these harry potter movies I'm like once again the, the crazy guy's actually did the good one the whole time except <laughs> for timothy small the only bad one yeah. <laughs> um he's timothy
1: small do you remember when they first released that picture of Oldman as gordon i was like Holy oh, about, yeah. oh yeah again Jordan i you is know my God. i had years oh, of pat my... pat hingle and then i get <laughs> this and i'm like whoa and you know it's funny because in the running i believe kurt russell and dennis quaid were two of the people they were talking to about jim gordon yeah okay. and i was like oh kurt russell jim gordon that's awesome
0: um, there's something there, but yeah, the second it begins, when but he, you physique
1: know, wise, physique wise, it's you have weird. To have yeah. Oldman, with, Oldman with makes Bane, a lot of thing, like Urbane, yeah. uh, Bale, uh, because it's like, well, look, Gordon looks like he whooped Batman's ass, but like Kurt Russell, Gort, this shot is, yeah, I know, look, it's
0: true. Look at this shot with Bale, and Bale's actually doing this stuff too.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, when they like Gordon became some, like given 90s when i started just reading so many batman comics obviously watching the cartoon or what have you like gordon became such a i was such a big fan of like what that character could be just mm-hmm. the, the way he could evolve and whatnot it, to the point where i started resenting the fact that pat hingle was such a nothing role for pat hingle <laughs> in those movies yeah <laughs> so, so, cool. so very, like yeah. so when they were starting to make this movie or you know batman begins i was like Oh great! This like we're doing something here. We got Gary Oldman as, right. <laughs> as Commissioner Gordon. I'm I'm loving whatever this is going to be. And the second I see it begins after a scene that really hit me when they when they when Linus Roach dies. Um, and they have Gordon come in and put the jacket over Bruce. Oh
5: yeah. Oh. Is,
0: oh my God! This is the best. This is I'm so in good hands right now as far as what we're doing <laughs> with all these characters. Yeah, here he shines. Like like again, Oldman is. Amidst all these other actors, but like, wait a minute, getting top notch, he... per- he's giving a top notch performance. In the Are movie.
1: they doing detective work? I didn't think they did that till the Batman. <laughs> all right, he'd never been a detective before. Good
0: thing, Scott. How many times
4: a character that yeah, like an it. actor's been asked to play this part of the one honest cop and a corrupt,
0: and he still just makes it so wonderful in these movies, mm-hmm. Goldman. <laughs> <There's... laughs> The wisest, th- one of the wisest choices this movie does is that Batman's not the lead character. He is, he's Llewellyn Moss to the Tommy Lee Jones that that Harvey Dent's supposed to be uh, right. in this movie. Where Harvey, Harvey yeah. Dent is the protagonist of this film. He is the character that has the most significant arc uh, that you're following. Right. And what I like about that is that it, it reflects on all the other characters in, in its own way. It reflects on Batman, it reflects on Joker, it reflects on Gordon. So when you get to this like pivotal point later in the film when Gary Oldman saying like I have to save Dent there's a good reason it's like he's feeling like he failed somebody it's not because Batman did something it's because we're all in this to some degree and the way they're playing these things is just really good it's like we can talk about the severity of these plot lines and what it is to be a real movie or what have you but in terms of like just movie stars doing their job I certainly think everyone delivers here Mm -hmm. by the way this character that's trying to like i don't know what his ultimate goal is beyond i guess he wants money right that's his thing like on a black i want to blackmail bruce wayne
1: (laughs) yeah well this i mean this is out of a comic book where they i know it is putting him yeah they end up putting him in the the situation yeah
0: i just wanted to point out that that his name is uh mr reese or mystery or mr e enigma oh geez (laughs) stop his name's Mister Reese. That's not coincidence. <laughs> uh,
1: you remember and then when Michael uh Anthony Michael Hall was cast, they didn't say who he was playing or something. Like, People well, assumed right? like who's yeah. he, what's he going to be? Well, Anthony Michael Hall and uh, it was not Tommy Doyle. It was uh someone
2: else. <laughs> no, Tommy
1: Doyle.
0: <laughs> the way Freeman gets away with all of these bits that he has to do in all these movies where it's a lot of like there's so much exposition that he has to deliver but also just like have a quip or two but like make it seem right. like very confident and stately he kills it
5: like it's so
0: good at all this stuff oh yeah his wry smiles like everything he's doing here is just fun
1: oh which i, I should mention though like what well, should be like Anthony michael hall like a hoop but they, they, he had a popular tv show adaptation of the dead zone at this time dead zone. like that I was
0: imagine seasons and seasons and seasons of that i think it yeah. ended at the, i know what it did. he certainly did i think it was over yeah. at this point at the, but he was still like yes yeah, he, he it certainly was like, had
1: a Towards the end, I think there was maybe a season left or something. I was working on, we had the DVDs at my, my work that we were working on at the time, but like, that's, yeah.
0: But but yeah he, was end, ser- he was, was certainly popular start. again, basically, yes. as far as his career is gone.
2: Yeah.
4: What happened at the end? Did he, did he do the whole Martin Sheen thing where he tries to
0: kill a... I hope so.
1: Uh, I only watched one. I only did one <laughs> disc of reviewing, and it was just they basically used the premise to set up, you know, up proced- up. Yeah, proced- yeah. procedural type things. Yeah. It's weird that I didn't <laughs> watch
0: that show because I watched Monk, I watched Burn Notice, like it for was some a reason. USA like, show, yeah, yeah, characters are welcome, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch, <laughs> I didn't watch Dead Zone for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I watched. is why. Uh, Scott update: things are still worse than ever. That's what he just texted me. So, so, so <laughs> he this.
1: does have a
2: phone, right? yeah Get zoom but yeah, i'm here guys like bruce right? is about yeah, is. to zoom on his
1: sweet bike like that's bike's sweeter than the bat pod right <laughs>
0: like, it's a it's, he's got some pretty cool vehicles that he's driving around I, I,
1: I will say like with the nolan movies one thing like i'm not into is like the the vehicles like i the uh, well it's not dumb for sexy <laughs>
0: that's yeah, not the thing yeah, the, for these the, movies the Tumblr,
1: i remember people going nuts about the tumbler and i'm like Dude, the Burton car is way cooler than that. like the I like the Adam West car better than the Tumblr. Uh and then the Bat Pod's like,
5: yeah,
1: all right. That, now his like flying thing was kind of cool. I like that. But- I the
0: Batpod, like in terms of like would I want to ride in this vehicle? No, none of these. This is all just yeah. too bulky and what have you. But we'll get to we'll get to we'll talk about the bat pod we we'll talk about. All the right, all right. But like but the I agree about the Tumblr where it's like, yeah, it's not the it's not the most aesthetically good looking vehicle but i will say after seeing like months of like the you know previews or what have you of this of in Batman begins when yeah. i finally saw that in action i'm like well it's, it's certainly practical <laughs> it's really, i got it like yeah. it, it certainly did the job i i i was amused every time that they cut to it flying into the bat cave because <laughs> it's just it never it never looks good like that's the right. one like weird thing that he couldn't know how to shoot like so he has a bat cave it has a waterfall i guess we just like throw it in <laughs> he just jumps in there has to hope he lands every time we skipped was so far ahead of this but by the way did we didn't know that killian murphy was going to be back right in this movie no i
1: I think everybody figured that the the scarecrow no there was no there was a there was a oh no 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 there oh there was a batman begins or was it this one where an action figure came out and had him in had him
0: I have no but, idea. What I know is I didn't know that. And seeing that for the first time being like, this is like there's continuity all of a sudden in these movies. Look at that. And I was just like, really happy. Yeah. It's like that's fun. There's like a little Batman case before the Batman plot starts. I
1: like the through line of having the Scarecrow in every movie. That's yeah. that's
0: fun. Have, his, it's... have have Robert Oppenheimer <laughs> showing up in all the Batman mm-hmm. movies. Uh here's David Dasmalchin in his first movie. Yeah. I like that he's become a a a character actor that people like because of knowing his story <laughs> and uh, knowing that he's like a guy that had a second chance of life and made it work also he's just really creepy in this film oh yeah and then he shows up in gotham like as like fake joker the tv show Gotham. In hmm. prisoners he's cre- creepy as hell in that villain the movie prisoners yeah prisoners he's yeah he, he he plays creep pretty well he's creepy in that boogeyman movie that came out a month ago
1: he, he's he's gone through a very fast version of like a christopher walken where you were creeped out by him but now he's you now he's kind of funny he was well yeah polka- he's
0: like he's also that holes guy in quantumania <laughs> so yeah. guy, right he's put po- uh-huh. the poke he's polka dot man yeah in, Su- in the suicide squad yes oh
4: but he was the guy with the holes in he's the holes
0: guy yeah he did he did the mocap and everything he's really oh, the holes, yeah. guy in that movie that's cute which is like uh, if i'm not gonna get the other michael peña and what have you from the ant-man movies at least i
2: got david mm-hmm. doesn't again <laughs>
1: i think he played calendar man in the long halloween cartoon uh, yeah right? he did yeah he always yeah, a okay.
2: calendar man yeah yeah
1: he's one of those like um uh, oh what's his name john glover type that's like oh, i just uh, I'll yeah. just do whatever dc wants me to do there you go
0: we got a little mason gamble he's back here
1: no relation to the
4: character that was murdered
1: earlier the in the film
4: behind you all i can see is redford is that in that role yeah
0: <laughs> that will be amazing. <laughs> the, be um, awesome. the, the other not... the, the other cop, by the way, that's with Ramirez. Uh, I think Warritz or whatever his name is. That's you the mean, other. Not not uh, not Rene Montoya. Not Rene Montoya. Yeah, the uh, that cop that that guy that was the other role that um, uh, Dwight Yoakam was supposed to be up for, but he said no. Gotcha. This Eric Roberts cut is one of my favorite things in the movie. <laughs> he, oh yeah, where he tosses him off a building. And you see him land, yeah, and Love you it. see him land, and it's like, Yep, that's what ankles popping mm-hmm. looks like. I
1: remember Eric Roberts getting cast, I was like,
0: Whoa,
1: like, what was the last croc. time he was in something big, like, croc for sure? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like, I, oh. I was like, What's the last time he's been in like a major movie? It was like, It felt.
0: Yeah, that that feels like a flex for Nolan where he's like, I love yeah. the Pope of Greenwood Village. I'm going to have Eric Roberts in my film. <laughs> Runaway train, man. Runaway train. <laughs> like that, that totally feels like a flex. Like, I can get Eric Roberts in my movie? Fuck yeah, I am. Because that's the kind of guy Nolan is. He just likes movies. He's <laughs> like, it was throw here. I bet he's a big Friday fan. He's like, I would have Devo in my movie. That's why his tiny right. listeners at the end. I guarantee you, Nolan and the kids watch Friday every now and again, just for, just for the lulls. We didn't talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal at all. Mm,
1: yes, the replacement.
0: The replacement for uh, Katie Holmes is Rachel Dawes. The official reason is that Katie Holmes, she was, off, she was offered the role, which I believe. I mean, why wouldn't she? She's, you know, invite everybody back. Uh, but the official reason is that she turned down this so she could do that other movie with Queen Latifah and Diane Keaton. Mad money? Really? Um, which, I mean, we don't know how actors work. People have schedules. It happens. I mean, it might have paid, it probably paid more to be one of the lead characters of that movie versus... A supporting role in the Batman movie. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, she might not just not care that much about you know. It's not, it's not like she's there was, has to win the fans over by being in Batman. It's like she's there's a weird
1: own. stink on the Batman movie. Batman as a thing from you know Batman and Robin through yeah. uh this for no reason. Like you can always change. Like I, I don't know, like oh, it's always gonna be like that now. You know, it's, it's, it's the it's movie. Even though the general
4: thing. It hurts them, even though Hall is probably a better actor. It hurts the movie because she's going to die, and it would have more weight if it was. It's kind of a thinly it's I, romance, I, anyway.
1: I, I kind of knew she was going to die because, like, why was it so important to bring that character back that you recast? Right. So, I'm like, oh, just it, sucks. It's a different actress.
4: To, you know, at least would have that history in 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 the in just the face, you know?
0: Right now, beyond the official reason obviously there's the sect that just flat out didn't like Katie Holmes for whatever reason. Um, You know, who's married to Tom Cruise or Dawson's Creek jokes or whatever the hell. Uh, I can't say the Rachel Dawes character is amazing in either of these movies, but I mean, I don't think Katie Holmes did a bad job in the first film, nor does yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal do a bad job in this movie. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, I, it would be a trip to see katie holmes get firebombed in dark night <laughs> um see where that goes but this is where things are um that said as far as casting maggie gyllenhaal you had a number of other options here um let's see sarah michelle geller was up for it isla fisher emily blunt and mcadams rachel mcadams right? yeah,
1: yeah. Then.
0: i get to get blown up
1: huh? isla fisher that's really that's a.
0: this is after wedding crashers but yeah but same summer as batman begins is she reprising dr vulva mcwhatever from uh,
4: batman forever the sexy nicole kibben the doctor chase right. meridian,
2: chase <laughs> meridian. <laughs> she would that would have been the theory that she was reprising chase meridian and the whole thing was gonna go to hell i mean isla fisher would be more popular than sarah michelle geller at that time right
1: what you mean like southland tales wasn't launching <laughs>
2: Kevin probably should have yeah. looked at that coin a little bit longer and then he would
0: have seen what was going on. Of course, the DA probably also shouldn't, you know, take a <laughs> hostage and threaten him with violence either. <laughs> probably shouldn't be part of the plan.
1: St. So, should have been like, there's been the thing, but like, what are they just cycling through, you know, grown up CW or
2: WB act- actresses? Is that what they're doing? That's what, that would have been a. By the way, as far as Joker goes, there was no one else ever considered except Ledger. That's who Nolan had in mind. That's who he cast. Um,
0: Certainly, there were people that uh, were vocally uh, supportive of the idea of playing Joker Paul Bettany, Adrian Brody, Steve Carell, Robin Williams. They all like said out loud, Hey, I'd like to be Joker, but that wasn't ever a thing. No one was
1: casting Steve Carell as the Joker in 2008. Sorry, Steve.
0: He's coming hot off 40 year old Virgie. You don't see that Joker energy?
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Brody, he'd have been good. He'd have fit Nolan's thing. like He'd have fit with this.
2: He'd be a good
0: scarecrow. We already have a scarecrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brody could have been Joker.
0: I, yeah, he could, do, he could he could joke, joke it up. Maybe a little one day. Everybody gets to be Joker these days, it seems. I mean, <laughs> if,
1: you want, if you want someone who kind of probably would have brought a similar heat to what Heath Ledger was doing, Brody's probably the closest. Yeah, I can see that. They don't look alike, but they could hit the energy and Delivery, I think, could have been similar. Um, you know, like so there like this movie made a lot of money, like <laughs> yeah, a little this, bit, you know, a little bit, but it was a phenomenon thing, like that we hadn't seen since Titanic, like 10 years before.
0: Yeah, right? to this degree, certainly. And, uh... I
1: remember excitedly reading every daily box, like, is it gonna get there? Is it gonna get there? Is it gonna get there? Is it and like it was exciting to see this like who will top? There was like, who's going to top it. Is it going to be Tropic Thunder is going to knock it out of first. Is it pineapple express? Like,
0: which is what it was. It was pineapple express. That was the way that took it out of number one at the box office. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which I had seen, I actually saw pineapple express the year before at a a test screening. Um, But yeah, so it was exciting. And then, you know, not too much longer. It was It was a year later, we had Avatar doing it. And it was exciting. But then all of a sudden, like, I didn't feel that same kind of vibe with the Avengers. I didn't feel that same kind of vibe with Endgame. Like, it was just like, oh, okay. I did with Avatar 2, though, for some reason. Like, maybe it was the camera can't do it. You're kidding, do it again type thing. But, like, I feel like these are the last of the movies to... Feel the excitement of entering the top five highest-grossing films of all time because it felt like a carousel for a, the 2010s. I mean, after,
0: I, I was after
1: Avengers, it felt like a carousel. I like, was
0: pretty, I was pretty excited when Avatar Two was coming out and was doing it. Well, <laughs> no,
1: that's what I said. That's what I said. When <laughs> Avatar Two was, ma- ma- the box office of that was mainly because holy crap, he's gonna do it again. And there felt like I was just so happy to see all the freaking like you no know, cultural footprint people and all that just get. Shut down.
0: Um, but wait, like wait, 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 wait. This is the key scene right here, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> this is Harvey Dead giving the big speech. The, is, we get those X ex- the Batman.
1: This is his worst line delivery.
0: Every line delivery is the worst line delivery. Things
1: but, are worse than ever. But he's like, I'm the Batman. We just missed that. No more dead cops. So yeah, but like, yeah, this movie and Avatar were the last times I felt like really like. Engrossed and excited about watching the box office get to that yeah. point of of climbing that, like in the 2010s, got ruined by just a, the top five to ten films was like a carousel of just we're constantly making bill Oh, no, oh, Fast and Furious, this is now number five, and this, and it just well, it's lost the, it's the Star Wars
0: and Avengerses that were going yeah. in and out because of these. It,
1: well, that and like, yeah, it was just it wasn't exciting anymore with that, like where it felt like once in a generation a film would come and challenge it would it get there this one got to third um and then avatar the next year just whoa that happened and then you know avengers oh okay yes and then then the next superhero movie and then the next and then here's star wars again and then every like the the top 10 films of all time is full of films that have recently come out now like it's yeah it's true it's crazy like it's it's like they, yeah. These were like, but they didn't sell as many tickets as a lot of movies back in the day. But it's just it yeah. Wasn't it's, a
4: sensation. Were built and built and every week right. Avatar was, which is nice. Titanic was like that. They're still going. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. T- yeah. Titanic, Dark Knight, and Avatar were the one, and now Avatar: Way of Water for me were exciting to watch. With this only guy
4: who can do it now. It's funny.
1: Yeah. And you know, what maybe team? the Avengers part was it wasn't so exciting or surprising. Like it came together, they made a good movie, but it was like, oh well, they they had they brought four separate things together, and that maybe brought like four things. I don't know. It was just. I mean, I was different.
0: excited by it. I like the the idea of you know it as being as successful as it was. Like it just it doesn't feel unique when it's the latest movie to be the number one thing.
5: Yeah.
0: And it, you know, it like you just said, it is the combination of multiple superhero movies at a point where we're getting lots more superhero movies. So it's like, all right, I I see why this is happening the way it is. Anyway, Nikki Cat's here now, um, in the 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 big. <laughs> let me be the audience during this car chase sequence. Um, if we want to speak to that more though, as far as like the box office, I mean, not that we can pin everything on the weight of Heath Ledger's shoulders, but the fact that he did, you know, die, and that's a just that's a, left a giant a mystery bump. mark as far as you know how much is that affected if he didn't how much is how much different is it if if you know there's more talk from him well, directly about his process of being the joker like the thing, if him being in the talk show circuit if him doing the promotion for this movie
1: it's twofold it's he died and the performance is great mm-hmm. that's it's twofold like if he died and it was a uh, performance it would have some opening weekend stuff and then not challenge for the biggest film of all time. But the fact that he died and they gave this like long lasting memorable performance still talked about today. People still, you know, they wear the shirt, this guy that people boo-hooed at his casting and bros were like, Oh, guy, girls like no. And now then championing him. Like he saw the hate from his casting. He never got to see the, the, you know generational like phenomenal phenomenon praise he got plus oscar for what he did he never got he after jack
2: nicholson did it
4: that's a lot you know
1: yeah jack nicholson but, was a the 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 peak that people were like you can't top jack zero
4: <laughs> before that this character had been defined so hmm. well that it was hard to believe he could do a new version that felt like a new version but he really did it's amazing.
0: Even saying that, I mean, it's not. It's obviously you get the full thing when you see the movie, but like leading up to it, the excitement was there for Joker. Like the 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 whole make fun of this guy because he was in Brokeback thing had passed. I think a while before at that point because of yeah, seeing the prologue in IMAX, seeing the trailers, seeing the image, just the images of Joker. I mean, I like the stigma. The stigma attached to that was was not present like up until July 18th when they saw the movie. Like it was like it, it, I it,
1: remember. People were dressing up as him for Halloween when we only had that
0: little yeah. bit
1: of him and like blurred
0: just, through glass.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, people yeah. were dressing up like him for Halloween, without even hearing a line of
0: dialogue. But because like, I, I like. By the way, I really love the way he opens the door. And he's just like hanging, like the casualness mm-hmm. of the Joker being like, "Time to kill people." I re- like that's. You know, obviously, you can look at the the way he's emoting and whatnot, and saying things and dialogue things or what have you, but like just his his cavalier nature of being chaos incarnate, I think is just like <laughs> that that stuff really works for me as far as what Heath Ledger's like bringing to this performance. Also, Nikki Cat saying is that a bazooka is just funny, but uh, I mean, there's not you know, there's no way to know like what the what difference it is if Heath Ledger is around when this is all happening i you know it's not like the movie became less you know becomes less good or better uh, either way but
1: i mean the jokers by nature is scene stealing role uh-huh. um so there's that i i don't know like cuz it's funny the next one you get tom hardy and he goes in a direction that's like what what well, you, you weren't is... expecting with bane which i i enjoy it's pretty campy yeah. um but in a movie I, in a movie I, I that like itself
0: it. is very campy on the whole. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very it's it very much com- fits the film.
1: <laughs> it's the most comic book movie he made of the three. Like that yeah, because you know, talk about into the comic book stuff in that
0: one. Because you talk about this movie and it's like, yeah, there's a scene of Batman and, and Gordon and and uh and Harvey on the roof talking about getting the Joker. That rises has like Batman, Catwoman, Talia, and Bane all in costume. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Yeah, to Tommy her. gave Talia <laughs> a costume. She got a costume so much where she reveals that she's Talia and then like, I guess goes like walks into a different room, comes back out. It's like, this is my costume, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing I wear when I'm in evil mode. <laughs> much yeah. like the thing in the, the Hancock when like Charlie's there and it's like, actually, I'm also serious. It's like you have a costume for this also? Like you've had, like, the whole time? We talked about I mean, the action a little bit, obviously, in Batman Begins. We're right. in a big car chase now.
2: There's a significant improvement in
0: this movie. I, especially in this stuff with the car, we like the car based things, but I think the fighting stuff also.
1: I think looks, the IMAX helps him too. He's he doesn't hurt. You have a giant yeah. frame, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But this car chase, I think, looks phenomenal, like especially because, yes, it's shot on IMAX cameras, but I do like, I really like the, the, the build, the lay the building up of of different things, where you you start out, and it's just like okay, there's a truck and there's a SWAT car, then the Batmobiles involved, there's other cars, there's all it's, this stuff and that stuff. Like you just, com-
1: it's a complex, it's it's complexity added to a simple situation. These are streets with cars chasing, like there's not people flying around, things exploding everywhere, people needing to be saved, and all this. Like it is, it's just it's it's a movie, an action movie based. Setting thing it's i mean this could happen in an action movie it could happen in a bond movie um it's yeah
0: here's the other thing
1: beyond the comic book thing
0: now we were gonna talk about the bat pod now we can talk about the bat pod all right here it is i feel like a fucking moron that i didn't realize it would just be the tumbler <laughs> like, i didn't think like, i didn't realize like, it no i didn't either you're not a, a moron it's a, it's but like when you look at it it's like obviously that's what it is like where else would this one come from like, it's such a it's such a cool moment to see him like emerge from this thing and it's like oh this thing that's been on all the posters that we're gonna see like a bat motorcycle it's, it's just him it's the ejecting it's the eject pod from the bat from the tumbler the whole time that's that's really cool it just is mm-hmm. such like a gotcha moment it feels like as far as oh yeah that's what it is like oh, there's a
1: guy still wearing one of those joker masks yeah you know, it's collect- like no no the guy dude, collector's that was item that was from the heist, man. We're not, we're not doing it anymore.
0: Now, Yancy, as much as you're seething about the idea of people liking this movie so much, do you appreciate these action sequences?
1: <laughs> he said it was a good movie.
0: What? <laughs> he said he thought it was a good movie. <laughs> of course, <laughs> he wasn't over the moon. Are, are you enjoying like the, na- you, like the nation was? Know, I'm jesting. Jesus Christ! Are, are you enjoying sequences like this though, like where it's just pure, just action filmmaking taking place?
4: Yeah, I don't know whether I feel like you guys were saying earlier that there's such a clarity of geography here. I think that some of these- I'm not act- saying
0: it's perfect. I think it's an improvement upon Batman Begins. Yeah, that's right. Really, yeah. Well,
4: this starts to feel like some of these, especially when they're chasing under the L here, whatever it is, that there's some there's some shots where it does feel like it's sort of carelessly- What are they, breaking the line? Or what is that rule that they always talk about? Um, Crossing the 180 line? There's just something a strain. There's, yeah, there's something a little strange about- some of the editing here, but really, when I'm watching, I'm just thinking, well, this is the most specific plan any bat- any Batman villain could ever have that this car that this truck has to flip over right here at this point. I don't know. That's that, that's why I mean, he's not an agent of chaos at all. He pretends to be an agent of chaos, but his plan is as is like Lex Luthor plan. You know, <laughs> like it's a ridiculous plan. I guess the idea is that it works. Is is what's so so absurd about it? But this I is just. All- plan
0: well, I mean, it's Batman's plan. To, it's Batman. Yeah, his plan isn't to and make sure that his, his truck he crashes, like right here. His plan, is, his plan is just to to get as okay, far as he like needs to. Well, ideally, he's also just, right, dist- this right here, audience is cheered when the bat pod just goes up. Audience is cheered at that. Like, it's insane yeah, that that's what right. like, i like, watching movie just movie. right now. Yeah. It's like, whatever. But, like, it's just like, audience is cheered because of how crazy that was. Well, he's
1: also providing yeah, the for as long as possible as Rachel's abducted at this point. There's other things Turn, going on the camera concurrently.
4: Thing. Yeah. Would, it would have gone. There's something here, though, in the way that he captures and stops him right here. It would have to be right here for this whole thing to work.
0: What do you mean have to be? Like, he'd stop him yeah. anywhere. He'd stop him. The same effect would happen.
4: Trying to remember what it was that didn't say well with me. The world demands to know more of my misgivings well, about the dark. Well, I, I think <laughs> the We're idea is
1: that, you know, he's going to catch me wherever he catches me, catches me. All he has to do is, you know, keep going, keep going. And then he has no desire to kill Batman. Right. So there's that. But so he knows Batman will catch him if he keeps stays out in the open.
2: I feel
0: like you're trying to separate the idea of agent of chaos and having plans. And I don't think they're mutually exclusive things. I think he's, he's serving, he's serving the whole a purpose. Plan, this
4: whole first sequence, which is a whole action sequence that has to devolve for the actual plan to work in just this way. Yeah. And it just it seems so baroque and so complicated that it really flies in the face of any ideas of anarchy. You don't believe in anarchy at all. You believe in order beyond belief,
0: you
5: know, I I
0: don't think it's order though. I mean, it's a matter of setting things off in a way that's going to let the the rest of the world go into anarchy.
5: Well,
1: he's, he's the guy that he's the agent of chaos and
0: chaos himself.
1: It's established that the way he plans things is he tells these guys so much, but then these guys know a little more than those guys that know the, and so like, guys are doing these missions thinking they know something but they're only a part of <laughs> a part of a bigger type of plan throughout and that's how he's working through his henchmen and plans with yeah. the mob bosses and everything there's always he's always he knows the plan but it, he's only giving certain pieces of the plan to other people and hoping and they they can focus on that to get yeah. him to where he needs to where be do you
0: have all those knives that's a lot of knives where do you put all and those lint. remember in the trailer was and the like lint, yeah.
1: knives and lint
0: this clapping he does oh, is right. uh, this clapping he does is improvised by the Ledger.
1: Do you like, think Jim Gordon died for real when you saw this the first time?
0: I so I didn't think he died, but I was still like unreasonably upset about the fact that he had killed. It, that they it's well done. Him. Yeah. I
1: was
0: like, I'm like, there's no way that they just killed Jim Gordon. Well, Gary
1: Oldman dies in movies too, so it's like,
0: yeah, but at the end when they cut his head off or whatever, right? <laughs> But no, I was sitting there like, well, that sucks. Like, that can't stick. But I don't feel great about this either. <laughs> like, when did they cut off Gary Oldman's head in the movie? I need Dracula. Did he cut off his head or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't smooth. think I'm making this up. <laughs> And uh, the end of The Darkest Hour, don't you remember when they destroy him? When they, uh, destroy, uh, <laughs> when they yeah, kill him?
4: He chop off yeah, sure. yeah, when, he,
0: when he marches on the front lines to Germany and they cut off his head. <laughs> because know, he requires it. Because like they ing- it.
4: flipped it like in Glorious Bastards. That's a fl-
0: huge scene in British history. <laughs> flipped it there's
1: the, there's the, the title card because Gary Oldman insisted that uh, <laughs> Churchill eventually died in... At <laughs> <Nice. laughs>
0: the end of The end of Darkest Hour when they cut off <laughs> that's why he won the Oscar. <laughs> that legendary decapitation sequence?
4: The pained look on his face after the head was chopped off.
0: Does it be, uh,
1: doesn't so be- The point of view of it rolling was great.
4: Does not
0: be, uh, Beethoven <laughs> get the key at the, the end of Immortal Mortal Beloved*. Isn't that how that movie ends?
4: Beethoven was also yes decapitated.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't
4: forget. Uh, don't forget when uh, when uh, when uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was decapitated.
5: Yeah, the public <laughs> <Yeah>. execution <laughs> yeah. they had yeah. for him. Yeah.
1: They they slit his throat first, and then they.
4: Sid Vicious, my god, he was decapitated at
0: the end of yeah, she, Yeah, she did it. She did took the knife, she stabbed him in the chest, it. then she cut off his head. It's horrible. He held it up like it was Medusa. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> it was a big scene.
4: Christian Slater decapitated him in True Romance. True
0: Romance, he cut off all his dreads first.
4: Yep. <laughs> he actually demands that he, his character be decapitated. They had to yeah, work not it not into him. the contender. That was a tough one. <laughs> they got it in there, all right.
2: I love the Joker. The Joker in the dark here is so good. I mean, that work. How does this? I mean, you want to talk about scenes that work? How they snuck in Batman? <laughs>
0: like this the, doors, the same- are, are there two doors into this room? Because he's facing the door, isn't he? <laughs> I guess if it was, P- I guess Batman, had like Batman,
2: Aaron, he can
4: sneak into a dark fucking room. Wait, well, you're Batman.
0: telling me Batman can sneak around in the dark? Get the Ceiling tiles, ceiling tiles. Wait a minute, but he and only he like, only adopted yeah. the dark. Bane he appears as,
4: as a vapor. He's Batman. He can appear as a mist, <laughs> as a pack of worms.
0: <laughs> He, like, he vaporizes into the room. He's bat vapor. No, he's his, like, hey, hey, hey wait, wait,
1: wait. Turn turn the lights out. Let me in there first, and then you bring him <laughs> in. And said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, I have an idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> freak him out so bad <laughs> who's gonna get him who's gonna get him good the guy likes pranks like he's a joker
2: now here the movie starts to
4: genuinely try to push some real world buttons that i think are effective in that okay the joker is handcuffed and, bat- handcuffed and batman's kicking the crap out of him like that starts to really flirt with fat bad is batman a fascist character etc etc but i don't think the rest of the movie then other than he does the George Bush spying on everyone thing, I just don't think the rest of the movie follows that. Batman is George W. Bush, that say Peter Paris was so excited about when this came out. Oh, it's political! It's clearly that that's the scene of the decade, the movie of the century. That scene where Batman beats up the Joker. I'm like you're still on Batman's side. You still want to see him beat up the Joker. The Joker's an asshole. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, I get you. Yeah, there's no yeah. part of me that ever sides against Batman or feels lesser than him, be- right? Lesser I about feel him, like Batman. Because, is- of, because Batman. I thinking- was
1: I was undecided going into this scene because at this
0: point. Oh no, Batman took harsh tactics against the killer clown that's murdering everybody.
4: Well, that was definitely Roger Ebert's four star review. It was definitely f- focused a lot on this scene and on the implications of the scene. Oh, this is not superman superman wouldn't do this we need to do this
5: uh, yeah i know he might do a film no yeah.
4: that's where he breaks into a room where someone's handcuffed to kick crap out of it's you know
0: but yeah that's batman
4: it is batman but the rest of the movie doesn't really
0: treat him batman like that he's very noble well i mean the the movie hasn't pressed buttons this harsh until this until we get more of this joker stuff happening
4: Look at that green hair! I mean, the whole,
0: the whole, the whole thought process is how Joker's—you know—regardless of how effective he might be, he's still corrupting everybody in his path, right? Which is forcing it Batman to do, things, which is forcing Batman to do things that would be rubbing up against his own code. Let alone corrupting—you know—the lead character, of the so Dent. It starts turning the glorious DA into a—you know—a a two-faced monster.
4: It really is a shame that he didn't get to do the third. I think the, there's much, there's enough juice in these guys to do a third Batman movie
0: that had the Joker in it again.
1: Well, I have to wonder what whatever the original plan was to be. Like, I'll always I, be curious, I Joker. you
0: know, and but, I'll always hate every fucking fan script that comes around with like, oh yeah, this is what Nolan plan to do the whole time. You know, I, heard the I, trial of the, I heard the trial of the
4: Joker from somewhere. That was going to be the the, the big. I don't know if that meant the Joker has
0: a trial or whether I, I've heard, heard everything. Joker's trial. <laughs> everything has been on the table at some point when it comes to I think maybe
1: he that. had a sh- shits and giggles idea, but like I think after Ledger died, I think he may have wanted to just leave this. Like I don't know that he wanted another one or I always wonder the if time Cillian was Murphy, right. You know, I always
4: wonder if Chillian Murphy ha- character having that sort of uh, kangaroo court in, in, in batman the, the third one is any reflection of what they were going to do with the trial of the joker
1: you have to think it might have been yeah um
4: that still it still sort of implies that the joker would have a secondary villain which would have made
0: sense if it had been bane and the joker maybe you know well see i just don't see i don't the even know that bane, i don't, bane I don't see the joker there yeah. i don't see the joker playing secondary that's the thing well he, he,
4: as an agent of chaos
0: I I think he'd just be doing his own thing in the midst of everything else that's going on. I I know Scott agrees with you as far as the idea that Nolan would have just not done this altogether. Would, could have just, you know, he'd have been more
1: ready to tackle a third one than when he did. I think
0: that's fair. But at the same, it's like you don't make a movie on the scale of rises because you just like you just kind of had to do it. Like I mean, it's it's still a very highly produced movie that has all of his effort. Oh no, being put absolutely into it. no rises, like. I, I, like, really, rises pretty. I, I, yeah, I, I do I yeah. do. I'm not saying you think it's half ass, but I do think there's more than just a unfortunate. In certain I think, ways I think there's more yeah. than just an obligation.
1: oh yeah. No. The, the, the I mean, I, he, he, he gets force the, the guy making him tons of money to do another one, and he but. gets
0: the studio well enough where it's like, yes, I'll make another. I'm I, apparently I'm good at this. People seem to like it. I'll do one of these, and then I But continue. it's obviously
1: a pivot from whatever he would have done because of the Heath Ledger death. Like that's yeah.
0: for sure i i just don't think he'd be completely uninspired without the without without motivation i feel like he's still you know it's like yeah i'm gonna let me let me finish this at least rather than because the other option is one brother just makes another batman movie without him that keeps going with these characters that he created or at least he was with you know, uh, another he, batman his,
1: actor because you know christian bale wouldn't have done it
2: again all of these complications would have been right? a big part of it so it's like yeah, yeah.
0: I don't tend to walk into Nolan movies and out of Nolan movies and being like, Oh, I didn't get that the first time around. So like, I didn't have an issue with the whole Joker told Batman and you know, the reverse names of these sequences. Did you guys have any trouble with the idea no. that he told nope. them? He goes, it oh, it made cool. like,
1: Right when he goes up, it's like, Oh, aha. He, I get it.
0: I don't like to gloat at the idea of, I just paid attention during the movie, but I certainly had a lot of friends that are like, I didn't know he switched the names. And I'm like, I mean, he says the he says them backwards on purpose. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big thing.
1: He knows Batman has an attachment to the woman he threw out the window. Like that's obvious, you know.
2: He killed six of my friends. The way he does that six is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this Joker is there to point out the hypocrisies of Batman too, which that I don't think had been done.
2: Not in any meaningful it, way, it, certainly on the
1: film. Way. I mean, in a comic book, sure, but like you know, on film or television, I don't think it'd been done.
0: It's like it's teased in <laughs> the Burton films to a degree, as far as you know, Danny 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 DeVito like taunting Batman, but not in the way where it's like, you know, let's there's have a...
1: taunting. There's symbolism, but, but like never like, Let's, the, let's have way. a
0: let's have a sit down scene resembling Pacino and De Niro and Heat to really go over things. There's no none of that <laughs> going on in the Burton films. Are we seeing Eckhart these days? What was the last Eckhart thing that? i just saw him in something but he's not you know he's he not had doing that little
1: what? not no reservations but there's another restaurant <laughs> so movie that's a while ago.
0: Right? um
1: no no i mean he didn't like not no res- i said not no reservations but a, another restaurant type movie I uh, think yeah. he did or something he was
0: in midway emmerich's midway movie that sucks mm-hmm. um he played dennis wilson in a movie that got canceled
4: brian brian wilson's brother that was a big he, project that was gonna be was,
0: he was in line Oof, of duty. I don't know. That's a movie. Of... Is he like doing the expendables?
4: yet? <laughs> oh, well, no,
0: he has the has fallen series. That's the thing. He him and, and Jerry uh, Bell. Oh. They got the Has Fallen. So That's he, right.
4: So he doesn't uh, need to do um, Jack uh, whatever yet.
0: Well, he had two of those. he's not That's in right. the he's he not in the he's not in the third one. Um
1: he's currently starring with Jonathan Reese Myers in Ambush. The enemy is everywhere. That sounds good. Let's see.
0: Uh, but yeah, he's had a couple of um a Mark Berman film of uh direct
4: He's in the has fallen.
0: He's in all the has follows. He's not just in the first he's one. He's no, he's in two of the has follows. He's, he's president of the two of them, then Morgan Freeman's president in the third one. President of um <laughs> let's see. Well, obviously there's I Frankenstein. Um,
4: it's obviously there is, isn't there? Obviously,
0: there's I like Frankenstein, which I believe the prologue to that movie begins saying, Um, and please don't concern yourselves of me being the doctor and you being Frankenstein. We could all be Frankenstein. I think that's how it starts. Really? Um, <laughs>
1: I was um, waiting for you,
0: Igor, but
2: <laughs>
1: and me, Jane. Like, what? Yeah. He started with Tommy Lee Jones in a movie called Wander, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, with this Heather Graham and project.
1: Catherine Winnick. Looks, like, Mid- looks
0: like Midway was the last major thing he was in. Of course, famously, he started Battle LA, the
2: first episode of his podcast. That was the first episode of your podcast? Battle LA. Oh. Who won that battle? We did. Oh, he was in Sully.
0: Yeah, he's the other pilot. Okay. He's good in Sully. He's good he's good. In Sully. Yeah, he is good in Sully. Yeah,
5: yeah that's right.
2: It's a water landing, not a crash. You know, uh. <laughs> this is sad i mean we're talking all over that
0: this like rachel dodd oh the,
1: no reservations was before dark night yeah i'm saying it was okay. it's old yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's an
0: old movie but, but this stuff with rachel dodd's like basically you know just saying everything that she can before she thinks that she's going to die like which she and she does like it's 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 well done And I like that they do find a good practical way for like, how do we make this character Two Face? Well, we just douse his face in gasoline well, and leave it there to really soak it in.
1: I remember, like, there was a lot of, like, and I was kind of like, oh, they're using Two Face now. Like, you kind of like, there's a vibe that, like, oh, Harvey Dent, in this movie, Two Face, the next movie. Um,
0: that's how I it, thought because that made uh, yeah. that made you know before seeing this movie that made sense to me. It's right, like, yeah. You set up this character because obviously uh, that makes it just seems like and a logical move.
1: There are some people who didn't like, you know, Two-Face didn't get his own movie, but I'm like, it's so much more brilliantly used here than it is. just giving a, a whole movie of him flipping coins and going, ah,
5: heads. Yeah. If they're going, um, if they're
0: aiming for a grounded notion of how to do this thing. Yes. It would be weird for a burn victim that doesn't fix his face to continue being a threat in the next movie. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it misunderstood by people on a first watch, but when you get, what well, like, what did you, what were they really doing with them? It's brilliant. Like it's, it's a great way. And like, Nolan did a really good thing. Uh, was really good with handling multiple villains.
0: Look at this too. Look, Look at this shot. Ways. Look at this shot with him out the window. This is great. <laughs> IMAX camera. Oh yeah. That little shake of the face. Eat it up, Bledger. Get that Oscar.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the two faced day with the oh like oh they wasted two or he wasn't in that much but like no it's it's better this way
0: Um, i I think the comics and the even the cartoon series the way you depict two face i mean you just don't think about the fact this is a burn victim and that you it's hard to like it's weird to sustain that and like be functional as a human in real life so like the cartoon it's you know it's blue it's weird looking Mm -hmm. tommy lee jones it's like this pink weird thing yeah it's it's like it's 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 inhuman where this is a movie that's like yeah, you can't just have that be a thing. Like, you need to like yeah. actually do something about that.
1: Yeah, it, it and it's the the greatest like victory for the Joker and and tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like, it it hits better. Yeah, it know. so
0: directly to, uh, applies to the character we're watching. Where it's like, mm-hmm. yes, it, it makes sense to tie it specifically to this movie. And I like how they use that in the next movie. I like that there's a reflection right. on on the belief the, in the Harvey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. This is really an argument for why Dark Knight Rises is underrated. That's that's what we're doing. No, I, I I do think it I do
1: think it is. I I like that movie upon release. Um, and every time I go back to it, I like Dark Knight Rises more and more.
0: Um, I, I like it mainly because I prove Scott wrong and him thinking that fire rises wouldn't be a good catchphrase. And I'm like, yeah, it is. People are gonna fucking love that. They ate it up. <laughs> the fire rises. That's great.
2: Fire rises.
0: I like the shot of of Wayne
2: sitting alone in the apartment with the mask off when they that that yeah. end that intro shot. Rachel and I were gonna go somewhere, Alfred. Well, and Alfred's lie too.
5: He
1: You're has, gonna ride you the know, merry-go-round. It's yeah, that's the brilliance of right, like because you know Batman and Gordon have the lie to set Gotham on, and and Alfred has the lie to Batman, and he can't. Except that what he did to people or agreed to have done to people of the city, you know.
0: See, that that's the thing. As much as I would like rises to get better appreciation, I don't think Michael Caton is very good at rises.
2: (laughs) Michael
0: I think he's way too blubbery at Rises. They they go they go way too far with that. Um, He
1: makes up for the final shot. The the final shot is like the best. uh, Like it's
0: great what he did, But like he's really trying to drive this idea that albert's gonna leave batman and i'm like i don't think this is it this isn't a thing this is this is not a
2: movie i'm watching right now this is great right here when he he realizes what's happening the music's kicking up too Mm. and he like starts to like just be get violent and it cuts some good editing in this movie i like the choices being made here just not It's all silent too, right here. Where he's just like tearing at himself, and it's like, eh, hey, I got here. Let's get back to Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, and put Ron Dean's in this movie too? You got a Breakfast Club reunion. Oh yeah. Does anyone say sorry, Harvey? I don't think anyone says that. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Would you say they used to call me? Uh, uh, puttering around Two Face, uh, oh.
5: <laughs>
1: multiple man.
0: Imagine having a terrible reputation like that, where you're called Two Face. God, <laughs> like
2: that's Harvey that's D- not that's not great at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting too. Like, I I thought there was a miss. Like, they had Rachel Dawes in the first Batman Begins, but
1: and she had that random boss guy with her. I'm like, why wasn't that Harvey Dent? Why we? Why did we? Introduce well, because they because the they murdered him.
0: Kids. That's why. <laughs> right. They murdered that guy. Well, they. they you, He's the they DA. Another, he, they needed a new DA, so they got Harvey Dent.
1: In another script, you don't do that to that character. But I was just like wondering. I'm like, why did they use Harvey Dent in the first one? But
0: I mean, that's 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 the reason. <laughs> and,
1: and I also I also wondered too. Like when I was like, why wasn't Rachel just Harvey Dent? You know, like have that friendship deepen. But I like what they got here. So. Uh, those were questions I had back in the day as a Batman it. fan watching it. I was like, "What? Why? Why did they
2: just?" Batman needs to have a girl to kiss at the end of the movie. That's why. Huh. I'm sorry, He says sorry, Harvey. There's
0: one. I'm sorry, Harvey. I I, I just I really like what they what Harvey Dent is. This idea of this, yeah. Obviously, you know, the duality is obvious because his fucking name is Two Face. But like, just the idea of having this this da that goes from being what he is to being you know the right. an ultimate well, rogue and, and what have you i i and he's
1: come up in the same time as batman that's yeah, why i like it, 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 it's it's a
0: really it's just a it's a cool thing to play off of for this kind of stuff for these kinds of stories like it, it works for me and, I, and just seeing especially when they do a well when he's in full two-face mode just the, the way they can plant stories that reflect on him one you know wanting to be bad but like knowing there's a shared history between him and and batman or bruce wayne depending on what kind of story they're telling i think there's just stuff you can work with in various degrees and i really i really like what the animated series does with him because they spend a good amount of time where he's just harvey dent right and it's not until like 10 episodes in or whatever where you finally get to like okay now we're gonna kill harvey dent <laughs> yeah. essentially make two-face
1: he appears in what two episodes before he's 2 Face? he's the, he the man in a... bat one he's in the pilot and then he's in the poison ivy episode he gets poison he's he's, he's got a few yeah he's got a couple like they build him up i love it like hey Heath, be careful when you come down from the okay just slide all right
2: they did that
0: 17 times i don't know
1: (laughs) only burn the money once make it count christopher nolan goes for real money too that's the thing he's
2: so authentic and he actually set chin han on fire he just let him stay up there he did true identity of batman not the batman of batman revealed just saying folks
1: because there's a sect of people that just love it being called the batman
0: what do the other news stations have on (laughs) like while this is happening (laughs) gotham stocks are plummeting (laughs) more than 11 don't change the channel you do not want to know who batman is i guarantee we
2: have a great we have a way better story this false fashion joker style top DA replacements coming up after this. So the implication is that guy's going to get eaten by dogs now. And that's that's, that's what we have for for Richie Costner's character. He's going to be murdered by animals. Also Joker has a direct line into the news. You can just call him up. We should call it the GC and see what they're playing right now. What, what all? So, like,
1: Nolan handles a lot of villains in these movies. So, he's, he's got, yeah, he's got Falcone, Scarecrow, uh, Ra's al Ghul. Rachel Ghoul,
0: Rachel Ghoul, too. Uh,
1: yes. Um, he's got, uh, Mr. Zaz, then he's got Joker, uh, Maroney, Two Face catwoman daggett bane is that all he fit in here there any more is talia missing? talia Al-Ghul, yeah it's a lot
2: yeah no each of these movies has number
0: of moving parts and it just goes to show how hey it's not a yeah. it's not a matter of having too many villains it's a matter right, of just going yeah. out of jungle plot lines
1: exactly because you know people are always like that's too many but i'm like yeah general audiences aren't going to be sad that mr Zaz gets like
2: three minutes of screen time it's okay. I believe well, it was Ferrari that he's bruising around. <laughs> yeah, I, I love
1: the driver. Yeah, the driver shot of Bruce Wayne in there. It's awesome.
0: I'm sure
2: Christian Bale also loved these, these scenes. Yeah. He's like, look how cool I look. <laughs> now, this is the, the scene that the social media crowd loves.
5: Maybe. Maybe the, um...
1: Obvious Joker <laughs> reveals himself and Harvey Dent gets upset.
0: Maybe don't go on the news. <laughs> you know who Batman is. Just a word yeah. of advice.
2: What was that guy going to benefit? Again, what was his benefit here? <laughs> what was the ultimate win? <laughs> I don't talk about it this much but like you know he,
0: mm-hmm. they burned down his house in the first movie so this is the rare rare batman movie where there's no Batcave. it's just no like there isn't it's a, just that random utility, random
2: utility yeah. room <laughs> they have to conduct their affairs out of but in some time in some meantime i don't know wait he just gives him directions to the Batcave, doesn't he it's somehow mm-hmm. yeah because he rebuilt the house yeah And he donates the house to the orphanage, but the Batcave's still below it. I'm guessing, yeah. It's like, Bruce, you could have just said my house, but under it. He's got a camera phone. Fancy, Gordon. To get in those great uh, GCPD vids. Mm-hmm. Joker kills a lot of cops in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, but he murders a lot of police officers. He, he murders people, specifically police. Like, he really goes after him a lot. He's kind of like Boyd
1: Hallbrook in Indiana Jones at the Dial of
0: Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> this right here, where there is a, there go.
1: Oh,
5: some kind oh, of nurse
0: no! that's in his room, but it's only until he takes off the face mask that the reveal is apparent to, to Harvey Dent.
1: It's like, there was one that looked just like you right
0: before here. And How does he scenes was... like this fare for you, Yancy, as far as you, now you have two super villains essentially.
4: This works really well. Um, the, you know, doing, I think this works really well doing the, doing the Two-Face stuff in, in the last act of, of Batman uh, on the Dark Knight. Um, it helps that, that I, I don't necessarily believe that Eckhart was called Two-Face before because his character seems still to me seems pretty Boy Scout in a lot of ways. But um I mean, we
0: had a scene of him taking David Dallas Malishin hostage to go like bully him earlier.
4: No, but he still he doesn't strike me as a dangerous Two-Faced character before he becomes Two-Face. Well,
0: could you argue that that's by design? I mean, it's not like the cameras following him 24 hours a day suppose, but
4: I don't get the vibe from him that he was corrupt at all. I get the vibe. He's a politician. He's supposed to hide that from you. (laughs) You're supposed supposed to to believe that that he's not, that he's the actual hope of the, the, it's a tragedy that he's lost, right? That's the whole point of the movie is that his, Harvey Dent was going to be this amazing thing for Batford, for for Gotham City, and now he's gone.
1: There's not a whole lot of Harvey's great, but in the dialogue discussions between other characters talking about him, it's like all you see is, you, you see a lot of Boy Scout, Boy Scout, Boy Scout, but now he's pushed to an edge, so.
2: Right. You know, this all works good.
4: Yeah, again, when the movie starts flirting with talking about anarchy and stuff, I feel like, hey, this is the junior level version of that. This is not a Clockwork Orange, you know, uh, or whatever. Um, it's the safe version of these ideas. But, you know, again, again, to be honest, watching this with you guys tonight, I think I'm probably a little hard on it. I, I would I would have ranked it the least of the three. And I'm like, that's not, that can't be true. I mean, this is so in Living by Ledger and it's good, it does have a very gripping plot, even though it doesn't add up to that much at the end for me. It's probably better than I've given it credit for. I mean I to, the other
5: ones, ones
0: add up too much when you look at them in that, in that regard. I mean, it's
4: just the tone. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. This one always this one just feels like if you're telling me that you are, and you say this is this is dubious, but if you if you're telling me that you're inspired by heat and you want to make a movie that's like that. You're going to use Batman and the Rock, Batman and the Joker. You're not going to be able to get there because it's just the the the, the character. It still has to be about
0: Batman fighting the Joker. You can say inspired mm-hmm. by. It doesn't have to be the exact thing. I mean, I just, saw, I, I, just ex, I just I just yeah. saw I just saw Barbie this week, and it's come. It's inspired by Pal and Pressburger. But I'm not going to say it's it's not good enough because it's not like the Red Shoes.
1: I but think it's not- a it's a vibe more than it is on paper and all that stuff it's a it's a
4: way but a movie like he could go anywhere it needed to go and this movie has to still go back to batman and the joker fighting nasty people will be be upset and drove that's what limits the whole comic book genre is that at the end of the day it's got to be boys and toys and and good guy versus bad guy fighting and it's just movies are about so many other things than that you know and especially a movie like this that has so many different levels it can't really come down to peace holding the joker by a string and that's the big finale i
1: don't know. that's like when they, I mean, this is, though, a better version than uh, them trying to sell us on Captain America Winter Soldier is Three Days of the Condor.
4: This is better than any Marvel movie, I would probably say. Save maybe the correct. Of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> this is, um, this is, I'm taking this movie on a certain, the terms it wants to be taken on, which is serious. It's oh, that's fair.
1: That's, I get you. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, it's a it's a good movie that really wanted to be great. And I don't think it achieves quite greatness, which is a weird place to be on a movie. Yeah, you either got to be hated or love it, right, in this day and age. But certainly can't imagine hating this. But I also wish I could see what you guys saw beyond. You know,
0: I, I, I just speaking for myself. I, I mean, I'm not saying you're doing this to be deliberately or specifically, but I do think you know that the idea of speaking to the severity of this plot and the seriousness of it all—it's like to me personally that. Like I take it seriously as far as the movie is certainly communicating that this is there's threats foot and there's dangers to consider and what have you. But I also I I don't watch this movie and not think about the fun that I'm having watching it. I don't walk out of this movie and think, oh, I really need to consider my life now because of the dark night. I think of like oh, yeah. frankly, how frankly cool it is because you know you can talk about what Nolan's influences are, or what have you. But at the end of the day, he still delivered a movie that was designed to be played for all audiences across the nation that can accept it which they did i mean that's yeah i I look at it as blockbuster maximalism at its best that's that's what i see when i see this movie as opposed to being
2: it's not i I can i can
0: i can see it like stirring drama sure it has that in there it's that's that's the fabric that's part of the fabric of this movie but it's also it is funny when it needs to be it's action-packed when it needs to be let alone all the you know the, those tech, the technical aspects of the acting or whatever like that's its own that's its own thing altogether which i do think is a cut above the rest in the realm of blockbusters that we generally see but like i i, so, I it's yeah. interesting to watch it be explored in terms of the themes and especially the time it's coming out when it dealing with the war on terror if you want it to feel like that that despite the fact that nolan denies that that's a part of it or the nature of you know use of torture or any other kind of moral or ethical debates that you want to have about this movie. i mean whether
1: he denies it or not he's influenced by it regardless yeah because that's the nature it's in in all our blood so when we we create art out of it whether we're intending to or not we've been affected by a certain thing and that's driving where we're going whether we realize it or not like so there's very much a lot of 9-11 stuff in here and we were just talking about mm-hmm. prestige earlier and that's got 9-11 stuff in it and i was even saying like the prestige has such a way that you could even throw QAnon stuff kind of in there people going through rabbit holes of conspiracy series when a truth's right there it's boring and they don't want to accept it but they'll go to other links for it and that's what i was kind of seeing in the prestige when i watched it uh more recently well
4: but i know what i think- I, think I think that uh, I, this is my I was saving this for the end, but I, I do think that I often wonder what responsibility a filmmaker has to the audience that's going to see his movie. You know, when you're making a movie like this, presenting a wild card figure like the Joker, who says some truly, if you're not exposed to a lot of movies and a lot of.
1: How is his videos not Al Qaeda videos that he's sending right. to people? No, the one definitely. we just saw, like, like, how is that not influenced by that?
4: definitely. Definitely but i think that that this movie on i think you have responsibility when you make a movie and you have a character like this and nolan couldn't have known this that it would combine with ledger's death and become the sort of toxic brew that a lot of sort of men really identify with the joker character in a way they wouldn't have if ledger hadn't died and i but think I
2: mean, some of that
4: hold on i think there's some of that some of that Gathers force and is there eight years later when Trump wins. I think there's some people that vote for Trump because of why he's so uh, serious. Like, isn't it wouldn't it be funny if life blew up? And I think this movie is too powerful for people who can't handle such ideas. And I think there were more than a few fuses that were blown by this movie. Who later, I'm sure, were at the Capitol trying to break into the Capitol. And uh, you can you can read this movie if you're stupid. You can re- read the Joker part as. As a, a way to live your life or a way to think about life, and I mean, it's, it's having cool. it's
1: having Scarface in the poster and thinking that movie, taking the wrong ideas from that. Yeah, yeah. it's,
4: a, it's wanting easily, to be Scarface.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. It, but yeah. just the very notion of you bringing up how impactful a movie can be, like that, I feel like that should that should allow you to raise it in the echelon of what of how good you think this movie or how impactful
4: it is, it is. But it's not like again, a Clockwork Orange. You don't like it as much, Aaron. A Clockwork Orange really puts it some very very strident striking crazy
0: political ideas in your face right in your face which is which it's doing which it's a goal of that movie i don't think that's a goal of this movie this the movie same way. wants to have but but i'm just it's a saying- pg-13 summer blockbuster i mean yes but you can't
4: have a clockwork and then also have it be batman fight superman batman wins you know like it, 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 it
0: I can't, I, think, I can't fault nolan for liking things and wanting to put that in his movie in some way i, think people, I just
4: think people that,
0: the, the the cultification or whatever you want to call it of ledger
4: dying and this joker character at the same time that the batman himself as a character was being pulled into the absolute center of the culture there was a time there in the 2000s where every single posting on social media was a man writing about batman and bacon or batman and and bacon that was all the people wanted to write about was like suddenly the only good things in the world were batman and this was all about male frozen adolescents trying to deal with getting a little older in the internet and all that did and batman this batman that but now so are you speaking beyond the movie though no i'm speaking about there's a whole lot of people who would rather not have to see the godfather and would rather the godfather was just a batman but movie. that's you're definitely speaking or you like that you're speaking you're speaking to culture now i am but it's not and it's not it's not it's not where i want it. i mean but i don't this think movie, you can get your
0: vegetables from this movie i don't think I, I don't think that there should be people who only get their I, vegetables. i, I can ag- i can agree there and that brings back to the point i was originally yeah. making as far as i'm not looking at this movie as a way to reevaluate how i do things I'm looking at it being an example one of the best examples of what i get out of summer entertainment cinema like there there's plenty of facets to go from there as far as what else is doing or what happened. Right. And i have and i can admit that i maybe um. Whether it's age-based or whatever, like it's you know, I'm more willing to accept the idea that yes, we're just in a we're in an area where this genre of film has you know matters in some way more than it would have before, but because of the the degree of greatness that this is achieving in terms of the so, filmmaker, what have you, it's not bothering me as much. It's
4: just so powerful. It's almost like you know, it's like it's like there are people who. I think underrate the exorcists who say that that basically this was a movie that was like setting off a flash bomb in a theater full of people. And of course, they're gonna be just traumatized. And when I go back to see it again and again, but that it's not fair to drag an unsophisticated audience through something so sophisticated and it's designed to 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 unnerve you. This is not the exorcist, but it definitely I'm, I'm look, when I, I didn't see this at first. My mother was sick and she passed away right around this time. And also I also had a breakup, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and my cat died. And I remember my friend, a good friend of mine, call I uh, went, had gone to see this, and he called me and said, Look, man, it's great, but I don't think you should see it yet, man. I think you're in a bad place. I don't think you want to see this movie right now. It's really, it's really heavy. I'm like, All right, whatever you say. And then I see it, I'm like, It's fucking Batman and the Joker. I'm not, this is not going to upset me after something
0: real has happened to me in my life. It's escapism. I'm like, that's a, that's a fair assessment. And I, you know, I wonder if, life circumstances for me are different I'd have different kinds of regards to a lot of different movies I know I feel certain way about certain films because of when I saw them I get that maybe completely that's maybe that's well, true I don't well, know I, you mentioned real, like, real, real quick I'm you, sorry I just oh, want I just want to mention that Scott you're back on the on the yeah. uh, on the thing as well um where he's about to murder um <laughs> Eric Roberts that's where we're at in the movie. Oh, okay.
1: yeah. um I, I would say you did mention the Godfather and people stuff but like you have to have this. This was a phenomenon like The Godfather. Tons of people saw it in the pop culture, like back when people would go see a movie like The Godfather. Um, but this has this has that kind of pop culture status with it. It doesn't have the awards decoration like The Godfather did, but...
4: It doesn't have that exactly, movie that... What I'm saying is that there's a strong inclination for people to basically, if I... I don't know Anna Karenina, but if I describe the plot of Anna Karenina to you, to you and you said, oh, I don't want to see that. I said, well, what if, what if I told you this one character is actually Batman? Oh, I'm interested now.
1: Well, that's what's beca- that. That's what it becomes sort of like after this, and when you get more into the Marvel stuff, that's when it starts to hit. That
0: yeah, but alone, what, uh, and it's not discount DC yeah, either. That's, like, it we get into other, the you
3: know, this was what holy point shit. Judged this film, Batman movie, by what it inspired. Yeah, in yeah. terms sure. of pop culture, you know, do we hate Star Wars now because it turned the B movie to the A movie? Sure. Do yeah. I hate Tim Burton's Batman because it set hollywood dumpster diving to their ip treasure chests um but yes you're right and that the coin the the the, when this film came out it was holy shit this is a terrific action thriller political city politics you know drama drama that also happens to involve batman and the joker and unfortunately movie going changed in the Honestly, between this and say the Batman, we're saying okay, the Batman's a pretty decent serial killer movie. It's like great, but the problem is people don't want to see the genuine article anymore.
4: Right. Which is and like the whole is,
3: why, why see outside Marvel when you can see it's a little, you know, and again. I, you I without getting into, I don't morally I, without getting to morals, I blame Marvel more for that because they were so successful at approximating Hollywood genres. And when you could make something like Captain America: The Winter Soldier that was basically not only was a Tom Clancy in tights, but it was better than say Jack Ryan: Shadow Recruit.
0: That's what helped. You,
3: you had a situation where people started to, you know, get their cinematic fill from these superhero movies that were offering genre plus. Not you, get you get a rom com. You get a coming-of-age teen story and Spider-Man. You yeah. get a serial killer melodrama and the Batman.
0: But it's not and, the good thing. It's, it's kind of half of it. Part of yeah. part of part of I think what doesn't affect me when it comes to this kind of stuff is because we're still so young in the lifetime of these movies. This, like, and I'm so curious what the half life will be. 20, 30 years from now, when we look back at Spider Man movies, I just don't see these Tom Holland ones like sticking around in the way that the Raimi mm-hmm. ones will. No. I just I, I don't I mean, see them like having that same like remember when kind of classic feeling. And this,
1: they didn't break any new ground.
0: I, I like no, not even the No Way Home,
3: but... which I don't hate. I mean, the big triumph for that is contract negotiation.
0: Yes, and I, and again, I d- like that. You know, thirty years from now, people going to look at like see Tobey Maguire and be like, "Oh yeah, this is okay. the best thing I've ever seen." I don't think that's the thing at all. Where. Because
4: the context is lost. Those those Tom Holland ones work
0: well after five regular ones. They did which is, five regular which is why I'm not, you know, that's, it's, not also that context, you know? it's also and, why I don't stick my nose up at them because I just like, I get like in the moment I can accept that this is fine. But like, I I'm, I'm not going to worry about the sanctity of film because of movies that are popular in the moment. It's not yeah. going to make
4: everyone think Spider-Man is whiny all the time just because he's whiny in these three movies, hopefully.
1: And this, this is a great comment. This isn't Rockham, I mean, there's going to be some Batman going through and the building and stuff, but this is down to a, you know, nail biting moral choice here. I like it's that it gets,
3: small it gets enough even... in
0: scale that it's possible that one of these ships may kill the other. Again, I think this is pretty big scale. It's two giant fairies that are challenging each yeah, other. But I do it's... like the, the but the scene I, preceding this.
1: It becomes way bigger. Becomes... because he shot it big, we're talking about like this is like there's right not an football alien football coming free, in. Man.
0: You're,
3: you're, there is a threat that might actually be a, a threat that might actually Lister, be followed through.
4: Having Tiny Lister be the guy that has the thing is like something out of Superman 3.
3: No I way completely is Tiny Lister the ball. We know I this. think it's we wonderful that. that the big emotional moment of the film's climax is a random character who subverts our expectations. But he subverts
4: kind of a scary-looking guy, but we've seen him in a million movies. I just feel like that's a good... I don't mind the moment, but it's a comic book movie moment after after we've had some attempt at real movie moments. That's How many other movie- comic
3: book superhero movies climax with a handful of, you know, a bunch of regular citizens scared shitless out of their
4: minds handed yeah, it, if if he it, a hand to, it to a cigar gangster with a hat on, was like,
3: well, Sam, I don't want to
4: do... It. It'd still be like, he oh, didn't hand it to him.
0: He, t-. 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 He he it. it. He takes it from him. He
1: takes it from him. He's not the one who... To- and-
4: but they make you think that, oh, we're in trouble. Tiny Lister is a big, scary looking guy. He's going to do something bad. And of course, that's not what he does. I, well, and, and that's well, why the works.
1: I wasn't sure.
3: If, I, and I, if anything, I it's our familiarity I... with that actor yeah. that allows the moment to subvert our expectations. True. And even so, regardless of whether you know who that is or not, the well, film's emotional climax comes to a head when a random civilian makes an incredibly selfless
1: moral choice but here's the thing: it's that's one side of the thing you don't know that these people are going to make the decision to blow up criminals too that's another like thing like are they because that's going to be a dark thing on their in the next next
3: scene they 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 cut to the civilians and they just they, they can't do it either
5: and, and yeah,
4: if anything, that's the has to care. is he going to drop Mary Jane? Is he going to drop the thing full of the boat or whatever it is? It's still the same. It's a comic book situation and that's fine. But it, 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 the movie vacillates a lot between.
1: But it's not book. on Batman well, to do. that's. The but thing. at no it's point in
4: Spider-Man Batman's do you choice. think
3: that the fairy full of children are going to die?
4: I would argue you don't think that in this either. But just the fact that there's a fairy full of good people and a fairy full of convicts is like, oh, come on. This is this right here is, this is comic book sort of stories yeah,
1: but i i don't know it's that a the, comic the, book movie the, i it's don't all, know but that. it wants to be more than that well and yeah
3: and there are spots where the comic book storytelling sticks out more than it otherwise would and i know i i was absent during this but the whole where rachel and batman dive out the penthouse and it never shows them going back
0: up talked funny about up. that yeah
3: yeah and that's the one even when i first saw this that was the one that was like what the fuck happened there so, someone should have raised their hand and said hey we need a follow-through scene
4: the Joker killed 45 people, as we said. Yeah, exactly. We He killed
0: all of them. Yeah, that's yeah why we didn't know do. why and he didn't kill the shit. Every every single one out. of them. And then he went to their houses and killed their dogs. And
1: you old butler man, I need you to deliver a message for me. Alfred got <laughs> out of there so quick. <laughs> with With Harvey Dent over his shoulder.
0: This fairy stuff and you want to come at me saying like yeah it's shot big. I mean yes it's shot big but I also do think it's a large scale scene in the realm of Batman as far as yes Batman does not generally especially when he's not with the justice league he doesn't generally deal with huge things in terms of scale. I think this is about yeah. as big as it gets for him save for I don't know a giant fucking bomb in the next movie. But I, I I what I I do think that's a pretty big thing for to be Batman to be dealing with but it's followed up by a a, a very intense and very much more singular and and intimate sequence involving just four people. I mean, I think think it's fair to say that that's a large scale scene versus the sequence that follows it. Yeah. And that's, you know, I've said this a hundred times, but one of the
3: reasons I love this movie, and again, one of the reasons lessons that quote unquote Hollywood failed to learn was this giant picture ends with three angry, guilty, devastated men yelling at each other while the two heroes beg a villain for mercy. And that's something that you basically don't get anywhere else. This um, um,
0: this bat sonar stuff works way better than it should, I think. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I like what they're doing.
2: Um,
3: And I like the fact that this sequence plays out as it does partially because Gordon makes a choice that might not be the right choice in that moment. But, the, oh, well, in terms of giving him you know, two or three minutes instead of five minutes.
5: And I don't
0: I I don't know how to buy the, that. I don't know how the culture wars would have played into a sequence like this if it was made today when it comes to these fairy sequences and the casting involved or what have you. I certainly uh, Scott I agree with you for the most part as far as I like that it's subverting things in its own way or what have you. And I I always get like a bit anxious when I look at just like the racial politics involved as far as you cast a giant scary black man to Yes handle this thing and I don't know if Nolan's the person equipped to kind of <laughs> make that as a, a way to lead audiences a certain way at the same time though he does have like the smarmiest looking white guy that's like protesting the whole time on the other ferry as far as what the choice should be so it's like ah, yeah, there's a, it's a lot of weight <laughs> so like in the midst of also Batman like messing up police officers and trying to get to the Joker yeah, it's, it's just like there's, there's so many things to juggle here um, but It's also like, well, Tiny Lister's in a Batman movie. I'm not going to be against this all the way. So it's. Um, Yeah, you're not wrong because there's a case to be made that, you know, we, the audience, should feel
3: like shit that we, you know, if that's the case, that we assume that Tony Lister was going to blow everybody up because he was a
0: big, you know, scary looking black guy. Which, Um, to to his credit, he's also the president of the United States of the fifth element. So it's like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the 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 reception you have of certain people and the way he's playing with that it, that's tricky that's a tricky territory for me seeing in the theater that's you know never predominantly black when it comes to these movies um it, it puts me in a weird space but because of you know the results of it i i i'm fine um side story tony lister met him batman, once at a film batman festival.
1: hates dogs met him
0: once at a film festival the nicest Batman's man right. And he is ginormous. He is a ginormous man. He has huge hands. He introduced himself as tiny when I when I asked him if people still call him Mr. President. Um, a, a very nice person. He's like two. He's like three of me. He's a huge person.
2: He was he was a huge person. Finally, the thing we wanted to see: Heath Ledger and Christian Bale in a fight. <laughs> See there, I mean, while it's a boat of bad people, there are good people on it as
1: well. Like it's it's a combo here. Mainly mainly the prisoners, but
3: And you know, it's unfortunate, and maybe this is my own naivety at the time, but I think in retrospect, the fact that they don't blow each other up is almost naive. Or that one of them doesn't choose to nuke the other. You know, I, I, I no longer have that sense of optimism that it might have played out that way. Yeah, Just like f- when you watch Batman Returns, you no longer, you know, the scene where everyone turns on the penguin after, after he gets out of saying terrible things now the
0: That that one resonates a little bit more, Scott. Yeah. Because, and the other thing, Gotham's a blue state. So and you know, I don't know. <laughs> Batman, maybe take the sonic goggles off so you can fight the Joker now. I mean you're on the floor with them I don't think you still need
2: those oh Oh, no an edge (laughs) what are the odds of that (laughs) we were in the center of the building do you think there was any additional material
1: following this sequence with the Joker because it feels kind of odd his last scene I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: no. tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, no, because okay. there are famously no deleted scenes in this movie. Gotcha. Um, they were, he, he was, he and um, was it uh, uh, Lee Smith? They were editing on the spot, so like any additional stuff they shot is just like shoe leather or what have you. In terms of like actual full sequences, there's nothing extended
1: dialogues There's,
0: like there's that. nothing. Yeah.
1: Okay. It just feels. It always struck me as awkward a little bit.
0: I. I want. I always think it feels that way because we know Ledger's dead. Uh, like I mean, I, I is to you know to put it in shorthand. I think the the notion of that's it. That's you know that's the end of us seeing Heath Ledger as an actor in film. Is the sequence right beyond imaginary parenthesis or whatever?
1: Like he's hanging <laughs> like, upside down. He says something, and it cuts kind of like too quickly. Like I felt.
0: Um, I think it's supposed to be intentionally jarring in terms of like the tone of the scene because there's not a, despite the fact that Batman won the battle, Joker's still winning the war here, right? Right. So it's it it wants you to you know, and and you were talking we were talking about the idea of what he what presence he would have in a third film. It's like, well, yeah, he's out there. I mean, there would be. We we know this movie in a different world is not the end of this character. I mean, he even says it literally. We're going to do this forever, right? So, I mean, it's like, I hear you. Like, I don't necessarily think it's an awkward cut. I'm not saying you think it's an awkward cut either, but I do think it, I I, I think there's a very deliberateness to why we're cutting it short, so to speak. Also, I think there's a case to be made that, you know, they cut away there
3: because his role in the story is over. And I think to this film's credit it doesn't linger on Ledger's Joker just because he's such a captivating screen presence. Um,
0: I like the have it, have your cake and eat it too type of thing here. It's like yeah. you just throw him off the building—that's fun. And then he catches. <laughs> yeah. So we can have another another dialogue sequence. <laughs> this movie's so talky, guys. It's never going to be a hit.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because he like floats up towards the camera.
0: Yeah, and the
2: camera spins over. Yeah. Because it's cool like that. Yeah. I figured all his knives and lint would fall out of his pockets. By the way, too, when he's hanging like that, <laughs> must, must have been his other, his other Joker pants. Mm. I've seen this performance so much that I, like, forget that Heath Ledger, like, you know, does other things every now
0: and then. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, it doesn't occur, I'm like, oh, yeah, 10 things I hate about you. Like, I don't think about Ledger. Like, I think about, like, him as, like, a, almost like a separate entity when he's in other roles that aren't the Joker. Well, I mean,
1: the Patriot. You know,
0: it's, yeah. it's hard to have, it's weird, random th- I actually fan-casted
3: him as the Joker after seeing the Patriot yeah, for I reasons that have nothing to do with this, you know, back when they're, oh, we're doing a young Batman, okay, whatever. Uh, okay, Heath Ledger, he's tall, he's lanky, he looks good with wild hair. You know, he's a good actor, he was great in The Patriot and the other things. Fine, make him the Joker, whatever. Um, but that being said, I mean, obviously he died young, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, I can think of fewer, you know, two extremes in terms of performances of Brokeback Mountain and this. And we can debate which one he probably should have won the Oscar for, but either or works for me.
0: Um, he was no Philip Seymour Hoffman in Capote, a movie that we constantly watch. Also,
2: mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Philip Seymour Hoffman's very good in Capote. Um,
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that since the theater.
0: Yep. <laughs> no, neither have I. But it's because it's because it's too funny. You don't want to like wear out the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the Toby Jones one, that one's hard.
1: There it is. That's it. Heath Ledger, goodbye.
0: That's a wrap. I'll see you in <laughs> Dr. Parnassus. I like Dr. Parnassus quite a bit, by the way. I think it's a, <laughs> a solid Gilliam movie. No, it's fun. I, I you know, knowing the you know, I think it's, frankly, a clever idea as far as the way they, like, recap, like, yes. multiple people play the character, what have you. But, uh, no, I, I, I like that one.
1: Fan favorite Johnny Depp? Yep.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, global icon and hero. Um.
3: <laughs> well, if they had kept making Fantastic Beast movies, I imagine every cast member of that would have eventually played uh, Green- Grindelwald.
0: Yeah, yeah, they had to get to who else is? I mean, this? they're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, that's what they were going to announce just... at Comic Con, but it's because I of the strike that they can't announce Don't know where it. to find them. It's because of the strike that they can't announce it at Comic Con. That's the reason they can't announce a new Fantastic Beast movie. That's the reason. What, were they going to? No, of course, of course, we were going to get those two final Fantastic Beast announcements at Comic Con this year. But it's the damn WGA and the SAGs' fault. That's the only reason why we wouldn't hear news about <laughs> Fantastic Beast four and five. Then the
3: Strikers are even bigger heroes than I thought. <laughs> um, no, I love this scene. I love that this is how this movie ends. Um, and yeah, it's a little pontificating, but Nolan loves his. You know, again, there's a lot of arch dialogue in here that works because the film is as big and grandiose as it is. And yeah, we, you know, I missed it, obviously, but, you know, making fun of the, you know, some of the cheesier lines, especially in that middle 25 minutes when everybody thinks Gordon's dead, which is not my favorite plot development, but whatever. Um, But, you know, it's, there are so many genuinely quotable lines in this film that wasn't necessarily Considered a film filled with great dialogue, if that makes sense. You know, it's not like a Tarantino script or a Woody Allen script or a Mammoth script.
0: But I think I don't think Nolan, you walk out of Nolan, let alone yeah. popular blockbusters, even like Avengers, you know, Marvel's movies or what have you, where you're yeah. thinking it's the, you know, it's not Elmore Leonard, like it's the, yeah. you know, there's quips, but it's not the same thing. <laughs>
5: yeah, well, right. Um,
0: it's not about the. the the rhythm of the speech that's happening it's just more of the
1: clips in the Marvel feel almost like improv from the actors almost so it's like almost detract it's like steps away from whatever was in the middle of the dialogue
2: eliminated Batman must have sped through so many great lives to get here what do you think is happening in the Narrows right now how are they doing we still got fear <laughs>
0: all over. We don't really. This movie doesn't talk about that at all. <laughs> fact, it's like, hey, wasn't there like a Murder Island in the last movie? Yeah, we, we, we didn't really go to go, go, go that's over That's downtown. It's that's, close for remodeling. It's close for remodeling. <laughs> yeah, Victor Zaz uh, Re- Zaz Realty is um, really really starting to evolve. <laughs> I will admit that when
3: I first saw this film, I was a little taken aback at how incise Harvey Dent slash Two Faces arc was, because you know. It, the naive idiot me thought, oh, well, maybe they should have saved him for the sequel. Blah blah blah. And in retrospect, that's one of the things I now respect most about this picture, is that it told the complete story that it wanted to tell now, without worrying about dangling threads for the next one. Yeah. And just because we like Two Face and we like Harvey Dent doesn't mean that that character needs to have his own movie.
0: It's this and movie. I like just that because. Movie. It, yeah. yeah. Oh
3: yeah. I mean, he's basically the the. I mean, he's, he's
0: obviously the MacGuffin for lack of a better term um and you know just as, because as as john david washington work. as john david washington would say he's the protagonist <laughs> well, that's why he's so mad he orders the hot sauce an hour ago
5: exactly
0: <laughs> and you want to say you don't like that movie You're ridiculous. i like the first act <laughs> quite a bit um i'll even say the first
3: half give or take but whatever uh i re it recently just on a whim just you know and and i still have my issues with it but whatever there's a lot of stuff I do enjoy,
0: including his work. I think he's hysterical. I like that Batman is able to negotiate Harvey like a lawyer to get him to be yeah. like, why don't we calm down the kid murder part? Why don't we turn it on us first? <laughs> <laughs> now, Batman doesn't kill. He gave him a gentle push off that ledge, right? Yeah, that's we're going kinda... to- <laughs> well, he, was,
1: he was trying to land, you know, like that was, yeah.
0: Well, he, he didn't have to save him, I guess. Yeah.
5: Well.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize how high up it was. The other side was closer to the ground when I entered. See, I did it and I survived. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. the, the Joker guy that got pushed by the bus at the beginnings. like, I mean,
2: yeah, it happened. People fall down a lot. I don't know. I mean, let's make no mistake. He killed. He killed Harvey. Like he's oh, yeah. he's, he killed. He's, yes, <laughs> I think he's, he,
0: he murdered Harvey Dent because he. This had is dead. why you know I think it's kind of funny in the next film that like you know, you
3: know he's innocent. It's like he's kind of he's innocent of that, but not of the other thing. Like, no, he didn't kill the other. It's by the way, five dead. Where the hell does that body count come from? Five. Dead. I, he, he says, you know, five dead. Two of them cops. I think there's only like three or four murders that Harvey Dent committed.
1: I mean, he unless killed,
0: oh, hold on, let's see. Well, kill- Batman's like, well, if I'm gonna blame for this, I'm gonna- <laughs> well, he kills he kills he kills the guy in the bar. Yes, he kills Eric Roberts and Eric Roberts' driver. Yes, so that's three. Does he? Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't kill Montoya. He does Ramirez. not. not no, sorry, Ramirez. Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> not yeah, just like not Bullock in the first Burton film.
1: Right.
0: I mean, maybe he had to shoot. He probably had to shoot a bartender to get the bar job, so he could get behind the bar,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or else, or else that plan wouldn't have worked at all. <laughs> um, and maybe he killed like a ferry driver or something to get a, you know, to get to this construction <laughs> yeah. um, well whoever was protecting Gordon's children he probably killed that person to kidnap his family uh, maybe yeah uh, and as, as
3: far as this this ending and yeah there's certain moral quibbles with it I guess And but from a character standpoint it really works and that's why it's impactful.
0: I just think, and it's, again, it's if, it's if we're already you know, willing to lie, it feels like we could have just been like, "Yeah, the Joker killed him." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, you want to be, done. <laughs> like, yeah, we got there too late. Joker killed him. Period. It seems like that's a really easy lie to make. We're making, <laughs> and lots. it's
3: it's frustrating because from a plot point of view, that's the best choice. But from a you know, it mm-hmm. makes sense that Bruce slash Batman would. Do this. It's not you know, like part of it is you know he wants the criminals to be scared of him again. Um, Why would realizes- be? he caught the Joker? They should be terrified of that <laughs> <dance. laughs> twice.
1: Yeah. Um, you know it's it's funny the whole Two Face we're talking about with this, but like you know the the Gotham where like you know you leave Two Face going and he's still there. It's like the town. Yeah, we, we had this like awesome DA guy, a lot of hopes, but uh, now he's this criminal mastermind that hangs out in the city. No one's caught him yet. <laughs> he's Although he goes out in He's public and robs victim. things, yeah,
0: like where like he doesn't put any Vaseline on. you
1: know, he sews two different suits together because I don't know. It's his thing. That's what he does now. <laughs> he, but
0: he, he sewed two suits together. You know, one yeah. of those things.
1: That's what he did, yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that he used to be. Yeah, we had a lot of hope back then with that it, guy. But
0: but they, they could have easily blamed the Joker for this crime. It's such yeah, they a actually could have blamed the Joker. It's like yeah. we're we're already lying. <laughs> we can lie a little harder here
1: joker's still alive and in captivity he could talk
0: yeah would anyone believe him yeah i mean and i guess that's the it's it's weird that they would ask i guess they got to bring him to trial though that's the thing we're not seeing in this there's there's, there's something where they're gonna have to bring this crazy man to trial
3: and that was you know way back when that was going to be the third movie when harvey dent was alive and not two-faced by the end of this i think initially there was a plan to. You know, this film is the Joker, and you have Harvey Dent going down paths of darkness. And then in a third picture, he'd be on trial, and we'd see the the classical Two Face Harvey Dent origin story play out. Um, but somewhere along the line, well before Heath Ledger died, obviously, if that needs to be said, they decided, no, we're, we're just telling this complete
0: movie. And in well, retrospect- they, built, they, they built it so much around like the long Halloween arc
2: and everything. Yeah, like- yeah. Um. And, yeah, and it's, it's, this is
3: one of my favorite kinds of, I mean, obviously I love this movie. One reason is like, it's not a cliffhanger. It's a new status quo. Yeah. If they had never, and again, you know, it's, it's, it's the joke I make about, you know, the last Jedi and the, or the Star Wars sequels and the Godfather series and Mamma Mia, ha, ha ha where you have this perfect, you know, two part story and rise and fall but then okay you got a third one what the hell do we do now and i mean i i like the dark knight rises less than some of you but i do think it's aged very well just as its own thing but i also think that's you know a similar problem to where you have this perfect you know the first film is the rise of batman the sequel is the fall of batman well what the hell do we do you know what's what's next it can't help but be a little redundant
0: perhaps but i also i mean there's not a world where it's the 2008 they're like i guess we're done like- oh no, of course not. there's no <laughs> way you now, and you know it's been theorized,
3: and this is just speculation that you know did no one really want to do the third one or he just didn't want anyone
0: else to do it? We talked about this a bit, and i mean i I lean more towards the who wouldn't want anyone else to do it is my take yeah. on, on that I mean,
1: I just think, yeah, like I said like I think he'd you know to do it, but whatever he was going for, what we got was the pivot from,
2: yeah. Um and
1: that's, and that's just life circumstances that, that happened.
3: Um, but again, I will reiterate, I, as much as the film's success became defined by Heath Ledger, I took issue then and I will still take issue now with the idea that he was the reason that the film was artistically successful. I think he is one reason why, it's, but you know, the film that surrounds him is equally excellent. And the movie doesn't work as a genuinely compelling drama without Gary Oldman grounding everything and playing it like stereotypical Shakespeare. Um, And, you know, it doesn't work without the film being as well-constructed as a clockwork narrative as it is. And... You know, as, as you mentioned at the very beginning of this, Aaron, I think, you know, it's like the idea was you take a stereotypical city crime drama and you throw in the Joker and see what happens. And I think the film works now and then because it is still a very good, thoughtful, complicated, morally gray crime drama that works almost despite batman and the joker existing in this world and the fact that those two characters exist successfully within this world is all the more is all the more impressive um and you're right yancey in terms of you know the the film you know film going tastes have shifted in the last 15 years a negative direction to where it went from oh wow this is awesome it's a you know, a Batman movie that's also a kick-ass crime drama to now no one will see a comedy unless it's a part of a big budget franchise picture. Nobody will see a heist movie unless it's Ant-Man, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, But I don't blame this film for that because, I mean, if anything, you know, Iron Man was the one that became sort of the trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah. Good shot for thrill. And that's not Iron Man's fault either. You know, it's not been,
1: I Star mean,
4: the Wars next thing Star Wars, you can't take it points away from the movie Star Wars itself. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the,
1: the next sure. thing DC did was Green Lantern, which was not this. Not even trying. Right. What was,
0: was that I lost you?
1: I said the next thing DC would do would be Green Lantern, yeah. which not even it's not even this.
0: And we don't have time for Scott's 20 minute defense of Green Lantern. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> and even that was sort of them ripping
3: off, you know, attempting to rip off Iron Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, Um, like, their attempt to knock off this was what Man of Steel, probably. Yeah, that's in
3: well, yeah, because he brought in the the guy, you know, two of the three principles. I mean, Mm -hmm. Snyder was, you know, his own thing. and, And without getting into that discourse, my issues with that movie aren't just Snyder, I think it doesn't quite work for any of the three of them in terms of what they do well and what they don't do well.
0: Who wrote Man of Steel? David Goyer. That, of course it did. Fuck this <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's Goyer. It's, it's, it's-, <laughs> it's, it's Goy it's bad. That's what it is.
4: Welcome um, <laughs> to the night, uh, Brandon. Thank you for that. <laughs>
0: um, what are the other things this movie gets, like, knocked for? Like, yeah,
5: yeah. I
3: think people even then, you know, then and now, a a sort of a simplistic interpretation of the film's politics. I think at its core, it was, you know, trying to be a melodrama about how America reacted to 9-11 by becoming petrified, paranoid, scared little shits. Um, And, you know, there was a lot of, oh, you know, it's pro-Bush or pro-Cheney because this or that. I mean, at the very least, Harvey Dent's arc is basically... What happened after 9 11, which is that you know certain members of Al Qaeda did a bad thing to us and we declared war on everybody but them, yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to be simplistic, you know, Two Faces Dick Cheney in this picture, um, and as far as to the extent to which the film endorses Batman's methods, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that it doesn't. I mean, Morgan Freeman says, No, no, this is bad, and then. You know, he pushes his name in the machine and it blows up. So clearly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, you can do his justice once, but that's okay. Well, yeah. And again, the, this film is filled with shades of gray. You have Gordon working with knowing, knowingly working with corrupt cops. You have Batman beating the shit out of police officers in the film's climax. You know, there's all kinds of things that are not "quote unquote" black and white in this picture.
0: Well, yeah, because you can't assign certain things to certain characters when it comes down to what they should have done or what they haven't, because not everything can be solved of a talk when you have, you know, a murder clown going around city bombing shit. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, well, it's not that it's, simple anymore. It's, it's funny
1: the people that attack this movie will tell you that life is not black and white, but uh, your movies have to be like you, can, you can't be gray here and challenge your mind to think about it in real world capabilities, uh, like situations and stuff like your movies can be great too. Like they don't, you know, you can, you can um, question yourself. You can say, what would I be doing? Like if I was in the situation where I was screwed and I had to stop this guy, but there was this one tool that was immoral to use, but it would, it would guarantee I find him and I'd be able to stop him. Would you use it? Even and, one time, like again, that's that's good, great stuff. That's good. It is, yeah, and it's, and it's and again, the, it's the, also the, fantastical.
0: The, the other side of that is, well, if I don't do it, the murder clown keeps murdering people. <laughs> yeah. that's, what <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, the, that's I mean, it's the,
3: it's the Jack Bauer thing, you know. And it, I never felt that Twenty Four was politically as politically simple as it was given credit yeah. for, but it was very easy to turn that scenario into a sort of a textbook. And justify the means type situation right, right, right.
1: cinema can challenge us like that i mean this isn't as hardcore challenging as something like you know the answer talk talking about clockwork orange but like it's still there here in 2008 in a in a different way through a comic book movie which is neat but like now people go back like they things have to be like black and white movies like no why what are we well, doing
3: also- you know films like this and films like you know Iron Man for example they were made during the you know Bush's the Bush era mm-hmm. so the politics whether they critical you know to the extent that they were critical or not critical they were a product of the time they were made
5: mm-hmm.
3: and i think marvel became so big as a genre, as a brand that started being seen as sort of a a sunday school moral guide and I think to a certain extent, that's, that's. I mean, I, well, no, I, I don't think that's as much well, of a. Well, I mean, going back I mean, to
1: the original Iron Man is jarring now compared yeah, to what we've got. It's gotten. a Paramount it's like, blockbuster. It's by the
3: studio that made Transformers. And it also has Which is more a mean, shades. nasty little movie. It has yeah. more
0: shades, yeah. It yeah. Has, it has Iron Man getting drunk, sleeping with people, murdering terrorists left and right. It yeah. yeah. has all these things going for
5: yeah, um it has
0: Robert Denny Jr. caring enough to wear an actual suit instead of using CGI. Tony
5: Stark built this in a cave!
0: <laughs> um, it's digital jazz, man. What are you think? And about? it's weird that the extent
3: that the generation that grew up on Marvel, which to a certain extent represents the depiction equals endorsement generation of film criticism, that's a simplification. For bear with me, you know, at the end of the day, most of the Marvel movies are about flawed anti-heroes who you know become better. Who start out as anti-heroes If not outright
0: villains Yeah Uh, Paul Paul Rudd strangled a lot of Cats before he became a nice guy Exactly well only in the Edgar Wright Version
3: (laughs) Um, The Dark
0: Knight um, Made a bunch of money We talked about that a little bit Uh, What's it 5 for 533 domestic Scott Yep which was second behind Titanic At the time it was the fourth
3: film To make a billion dollars worldwide The first superhero Um, movie right but well, yeah, because the other ones were uh Titanic, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest.
0: Um, and then
3: fifth was Avatar.
0: Obviously. I love, I love the Dead Man's Chest. The best one uh made the most yes. money, despite how much, <laughs> despite how much people want to complain about that movie. I'm like, it's, dude, <laughs> it's amazing. Um,
5: it
1: has two dudes on a wheel sword fighting. Three, and three no, dudes. Three, three, three dudes. dudes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three dudes like come on the
4: features on the thing on the ship are so cool and that's yeah. another film that just has aged incredibly
0: well we in terms should we, of what we, we should do explain. we should do one of those at some point because uh, yeah. they rock yeah. um let's, let's see. do
1: a marathon all of them let's do the four
0: no let's not do let's four do another. no we'll
1: skip four yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> you can watching. do that we'll, we yeah. will do a commentary for a five minute youtube recap video oh <laughs> um, um, it hit
0: eight oscar nominations for the dark Knight. it wins two gets ledger obviously who won a ridiculous amount of awards despite you know having passed (laughs) Um, but it got that it got sound editing last night a lot of other things because hey you had yourself a best picture nominee that also had a lot of special effects that movie was called the curious case of benjamin button Uh, (laughs) and of course you know this
3: the this film not getting nominated for best picture over you know the reader that was sort of the example of like who the fuck liked the reader because even critics didn't like the reader no um that was why the next year the best picture category did do 10 nominees
1: well it and wally wally were
3: both, was the other one yeah, yeah. well yes was, yes that is
0: true like it,
1: gremlins uh, and temple of doom for yeah. the pg-13 rating they um opened it up to 10 it's
0: speed racer was the third one as to why they didn't of course the, yeah, yes. best movie of 2008 um this one's number two don't worry
3: <laughs> um the irony of course is that when those changes were announced there was an "oh, you know this is you know this is the star trek's going to be the one that gets in nope it was district, <laughs> it was district nine
5: yeah, oh, the, yeah it was right. yeah. a shockingly
3: so, ambitious and creative choice on their end
0: um well it had more i could i get the choice as far as yeah you no know, no i agree with it i mean it's no i secret, agree i star agree Trek. with it too but there's like um you know there's are so like good for them there's comparatively <laughs> nothing thematically with star trek where you have yeah. a movie that's you know mm-hmm. a metaphor for apartheid that has yeah really. it's like <laughs>
3: you
0: know Star Trek, this optimistic, idealistic movie from the Obama era. Oh, we just blew up an entire planet. It's its never stopped being amusing to me that the film about apartheid um, directly uh, did worse uh, than the alien movie that's indirectly about apartheid. <laughs> well, I mean, look just, at all the coming out, like, a couple weeks movies earlier. <laughs> that
3: did a hell of a lot worse than, you know, Avatar, The Dark Knight, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Uh, even the Transformers movies, to a certain extent, are not shy about their politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that's a case of people wanting their politics with, encased in, in fantastical metaphor,
0: for better or worse. Which isn't new to movies. No, not at all. Um, um, the last thing I wanted to mention, because uh, I think you will find this interesting, Nolan screened several movies for production as they were kind of getting rolling on things. They had Heat, Cat People, Citizen Kane, King Kong, Batman Begins, Black Sunday, A Clockwork Orange, and Stalag 17. Interesting. Oh, Black Sunday. Just watch Black Sunday. Great, very good movie. Frankenheimer's movie. Like
5: Batman
1: Begins, you said.
0: Yeah, he's heard of it. Yeah. Have you seen
1: <laughs> yeah. that? Have you seen that one?
0: They wanted to make sure everybody was caught up. Right. Like Christian Bale is like,
1: ah, he never did watch this one. So Batman <laughs> Begins. He, Batman Begins. He screened uh, Blade Runner, right? That was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was one of the other screened. things that was yeah in there. Um, we've reached the end of Dark Knight. Um, we've the talked, fucking we've, rocks. We've talked a lot about it. Uh, I'm glad Scott, you're able to make it in for the the last chunk. Sorry here. about that. It's not your fault, unless it is. Um, it was not, <laughs> but certainly, certainly happy to you know watch the movie, let alone you know hear everybody's opinions on what have you and have this conversation. I thought it worked out pretty well. With all that said, that's gonna do it for this commentary. So, where can people find everybody else online, Brandon? Where can people find more of you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Brandon4kuhd on the social medias, you can find my written stuff at whysoblue.com, and then, of course, there's the Brandon Peter Show podcast. Uh, which is the dot anywhere podcasts are found YouTube channel. We are in the midst of the summer of 93 at 30 and about to head up on to the final month of that series. And it's been going great. Everybody here is on every episode of that. That's true. <laughs> Very true. I did get some comment. There's one, the boy, it was like, I got an email about, are these Yancey stories getting darker? Um, <laughs> who said that? I got a, a, a listener emailed me like the one this week led me to like, are these gonna get work like take a dark turn or something? It was about one where you like talked about this guy that didn't care for you much in a video store, moved somewhere and like died within a year or something. Oh, <laughs> and then, like, they're like, "Are these?" Ta-? I'm like, "No, no, they are. They're gonna get very Tarantino focused for like a, a consecutive weeks for a bit." Well, and then, and, and then uh, but it was, it was hilarious. I'm like, "So people are liking or enjoying that segment." So I was like, "Oh, oh that's
0: God. good. I'm glad." I'm, so, so, I'm glad to hear. Well, as uh, as uh, Nurse Betty's Aaron Eckhart always said, "Night is always darkest just before the dawn." So
1: yes, and uh, also with Yancy, oh, this one, I no like more this. dead cops. I, I like Yancy's. Like, I'm not so hot on this takes and stuff with the conversation this, uh conversation. Commentary makes it more interesting than just dudes slobbering over it. So it it opens us up to saying more things about why we like it, and also different aspects that are eye opening and uh, appreciative to see from Yancy's point of view. So I, I think this was a more interesting commentary with that factor and the fact it ditched Scott Mendelson for like an hour and a half. That <laughs> they really livened
0: things <laughs> up. I mean, I, it's unfortunate that because we don't publish the video, but it's unfortunate that you know yeah. Scott decked himself out in all that Joker makeup, so we didn't get to look. Right, at
1: I know. <laughs> It's like, Scott, yeah. no. All right.
0: But anyway, you know, that's, that's cute to say, Brandon. But I was, you know, I was just fed up with Yancy. I wanted to boot him from the call multiple times. He's taught me from doing it. So
2: yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Uh,
4: Yancy, anything you want to plug? Oh, no. Still working on bringing back the Milky Way Blues in, in, in effect. But it'll come. Otherwise, you'll see me here. All right. Scott
3: uh, the rap.com. And I'm on Twitter at, at Scott Mendelson. Technically, I'm on Blue Sky at Scott, I don't know what the Blue... Scott Mendelson, Blue Sky, whatever. But uh,
0: probably a lot of quality content there. Not really. I mean, Richard Bachman's having
3: a rough go of it so far. <laughs> um, I guess I'll eventually join threads if it becomes on desktop, but as long as it's just on a phone, I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, let's be honest. Twitter.
0: Yeah. Um, I write movie reviews at We Live Entertainment. I Blue rank Criterion Reviews over at Wise So Blue. Of course, I'm on part of the summer of 93 podcast for the Brandon Peter show which you should all be listening to as well. Um this podcast can be found anywhere you can find podcasts. Feel free to leave us an iTunes review rating that'd be great for the show. Um I'm on Twitter at Aaron's @ps4 also throw that in there. And yeah, that's going to do it for this month's commentary track. This entry in Superhero Summer. Next month, Blade. Blade is coming. Um so get ready.
1: Blade don't walk alone.
0: We're Blade Trinity, right? We're doing the good one. Or Blade Walks Alone. I can't make jokes about Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts too much. It's it's too soon. It's too much. <laughs> <I'm laughs> Having sure recently we... rewatched it, you are correct. Yeah, that's not what we're like. I wonder if I was wrong. I wasn't. I know. You I'm, were not. I'm, you weren't. I'm, I'm very aware. Oh man. Um no one wears their headphones like that. It doesn't make any sense to fight and no shouldn't <laughs> fight wearing headphones. To be... It doesn't it's the movie is terrible poor chris christopherson anyway that's going to do it for this month's commentary track like i said we'll be back next month to talk all about blade, blade is
2: worse than ever
0: we'll be talking we'll be back to talk all about blade and of course we'll have plenty of other episodes covering all the films of this summer but that's going to do it for this commentary thank you brandon scott and yancey for joining me for this dark Knight commentary track uh of you're course. very welcome this is a blast great and uh yeah we'll uh, catch you all next month But until next time so long and goodbye
5: goodbye